I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Who am I, Petey Pop, motherfucker? First put it down for North Carolina, but guess what? It's been work. I'm a superstar. Bought me a big old car. 4.6. Oh, no, I forgot. The th- I lost the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got a butt in the middle of the truck. Go, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And we're in the house on a Walking Dead Wednesday. You know, I never thought about saying it that way, but uh, I think with those W's, that sounds good. Maybe we'll go with that from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, day Walking Wednesday. Um, no Justin today. So some of you guys will be disappointed. Many, many more of you will be excited. Um, because <laughs> no no justin mo peace is what i say um but uh we were able to go out and still get enough ratchetness for everybody um that's fans of the show uh you know that's heard this man before on the podcast uh it's my man mike felder aka in the bleachers on twitter uh contributed to the bleacher report and uh, of course you can use the bleacher report team stream app which is uh i have on my xbox one right now uh what's going on player man like i was telling you before we started work 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 just doing a lot of spreadsheets and i never thought i i I learned how to use google spreadsheets this is my life i love them all my information in one place i'm all over it i'm not even joking i use spreadsheets every day now Mm. oh shit man you ain't uh uh, you, you learning how to use all the functions and the macros and stuff too, or are you still working on that? First of all, let's not get ahead of yourself. I'm not no math whiz. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I did what I did just learn how to do though is um, freeze the top column. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I used to have to like I, you got 300 people on a list. I used to have to scroll up to see what category I was on again, and then scroll back down. Mm-hmm. But I figured out how I could how to avoid that now. So I feel like a real G real happy with myself shout out to you because not not (laughs) not to get off topic um on one of the laptops that i mainly use we don't have like the micro i don't have like the office window stuff on it Mm -hmm. so i started using the google one and at first i was like fuck this bullshit because you go in there and it's it's like almost like learning a new language because it's not the same (laughs) but i love it but I love it because, like you say, you can log into anything and all your shit is there. And then I can turn around and give Roger's permission. So, like, when I'm doing shit for the show, I can be like, here you go. You look in when you won't look in. Edit, do what you want to do. This is what I'm working on. So I, I, I like the, the sharing files part of it. Yep. But, yeah, I had to freeze that shit, too, because I'm working on some stuff for the show. <laughs> and I got tired of scrolling down going, fuck, what? what? Do I what put the name that? here? What, 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 what number was that third column? Right. Was that position? What was that again? I don't remember. Let me go back up. Right. Now I got it under control. Sounds like y'all are, um, you know, about to get on them pivot tables, man. That's when you really know it's, it's serious. I don't even know what that is. I see the Not option. Mm-hmm. Don't even touch it. Yeah, I, I see that option too. I'm like one of the people go pivot. No, that pivot table wizard, man, save your life. Um, you know, but uh, yeah. Um, first of all, man. I was going to say, you know we're old because as sports fans, I remember when college football had an off season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that don't exist. No yeah. <laughs> I remember when you wanted to know stuff about college football and it was not possible at the moment because 
it wasn't being played and <laughs> it was over for the year and nobody was covering it nobody yep. was talking about it yeah now you know you turn on tv and there's like college football programs that go year long you know bowl games have been over uh i don't think the uh combines or any of that has started yet Mm-mm. but they're still combine starts this combine starts this week this we just week? had signing day it's crazy yeah every and every day they have something to talk about it's amazing like all you have to do is put like one event in the week yep. and people will talk about you know heading up to it what you need to be prepared like say signing day what you need to be prepared for then uh signing day comes and goes and then when you know while it's there it's, it's oh signing day this is gonna be crazy after signing day it's who went where why did they yep. go there like it, it's amazing to see this much content driven off of uh you know uh college football man they're following that nfl model i mean the nfl they're pros at making sure somebody's talking about them every single day so day. Mm-hmm. they're following that model and putting content out and we you know we kind of we roll with what they've got going on so it's I'm already, I'm on to the 2016 kids now and looking at watching high schoolers junior tape and getting ready to go out and watch a couple of them play. So it never stops, man. Never, never stops. Yeah. I actually saw today a basketball tape of, uh, kids highlights who was a freshman in high school. He was dunking all (laughs) over the place. And I was just thinking to myself, like, he's a freshman, like three more years of this. You know what I mean? Before we can see him on really TV and stuff. Mm hmm. Crazy. Man, um, do you ever feel uh, like weirded out? Because you're also a pretty cerebral dude. Um, and I know for me, sometimes with sports, I check in and out because of, like I have my moral lines. Sometimes I don't even know I have them until it happens. <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, that's too much. You know, do you ever like have that conflict with uh, stuff like, you know, people talking bad about high school kids or college kids or anything? Oh, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't have a conflict. I have a pretty hard line. And if you're going to talk about, I don't, we don't talk bad about high school kids. I don't really say anything that bad about college kids. They're, they're still kids. They're still learning how to play football. So I'm not into that. If people come into my mentions, they talk bad about a kid. You can get blocked real quick. I'm, I'm, I'll block you in a heartbeat. So I don't have time for that. The big thing for me, and it's, I never thought I would be that into recruiting because Mm -hmm. watching high schoolers play football, but. I tell you, I hear all the people that I work with, and they're like, oh, my God, this kid was born in 97. I feel old. And I'm, for me, I'm like, yo, you know what? Being at these events, these are this, these kids are exactly the same as my friends and I were in high school. Like, there's right. no difference. They're still worried about their acne and how their acne looks in a picture. And they're worried, mm-hmm. yo, does this girl, do you think that she would think that I'm cute? Like, right. what what's she say? What's she say? I feel young hanging out with them. It keeps me up on the new music. Yeah, I know all the I know all the things that are going on. The new slang. Yeah, I'm I'm up on. It. I I literally was talking to one of my buddies, uh, one of my really good friends, Ryan Taylor. Spent a lot of this season with the Cleveland Browns, and I told him, I said, "Yo, man, that so and so was on Fleek," and he was like, "What is Fleek? <laughs> what is Fleek?" I was like, "You don't talk. They don't talk about that in. The, they're not talking about that in the locker room." He asked multiple people, and they had never heard of it. A month later, he was like, yo, everybody's saying on fleek now. You made it. <laughs> you know what's funny is you, uh, there, I've always kind of been, um, a bit thrown back by, uh, really diving into sports as a fan sometimes. Well, not sports, but more like the discussion around it. Yeah. Because of the cultural disconnect sometimes that people have from the players. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, especially when, you know, now that they're starting to diversify, 
some of these positions for sports coverage a little more mm-hmm. it starts to get better in my opinion yeah you know slowly but surely but uh there used to be this cultural disconnect um and i think we kind of saw a good example of it with charles barkley last week where he was arguing about analytics and he was coming from a pure jock perspective like i'm like cro magnet level like just i refuse to look at a number it don't mean nothing and then you had a bunch of people that were you know have made a living off of writing about sports and kind of delved into the numbers and it was a lot of like well see this is you're stupid and this is the problem with you and and it's kind of funny because i feel like that's kind of a cultural disconnect because i felt kind of stuck in the middle like yeah i don't believe the numbers can give you everything and i also don't think like it's it's not stupid to go i can look at a guy and tell that guy's good you know what i mean i mean i'm a i'm an x's and o's guy like i'm i'm a football guy through and through i grew up playing part of the reason why i'm good at my job is because i've lived it i've played it i study it the numbers i'm not great at the numbers and i'll Mm. be honest i try to i try to work them in where i can to put in little things little pieces of information that i find I don't do the F plus, the pro football focus stuff. I know what it is when I see it. Yeah. And if I can use numbers to help support me, I will. But for me, when I go in, I'm watching a kid. I want to watch a kid play. Mm-hmm. I want to see how he moves. I want to see, you know, can he do X, Y, and Z? Is he big enough to grow into this? And there's, I think there's space for both of us. I think that's oh, the yeah. big thing that a lot of folks don't get, that there's, there's space for both of us. Because there's a lot of people that do – they have they're heavy numbers. They're heavy numbers. I can't do that, and right. I'm not going to pretend like I can. But I'm also not going to pretend like they can do the same things that I do. Right. And I think people forget that there's space for everyone. And a lot of times, the things that I can't say with what I with my videos or whatever, they come out in the numbers. And a lot of times, they line up pretty well. And obviously, there's some things that slip through the cracks, or some things that are statistical anomalies. But there's a lot of times when oh, you know what? They didn't look like they were very good at something. And then you go back and you look at the numbers, and guess what? They gave up 100 yards receiving to six different football teams, to six different wide receivers. So guess what? They really weren't good at it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times, um, like, I'll look at a measurement, and it's like, it's foreign to me, but if it matches up with the – way i have people ranked in my head then i don't care you know so it's like right. well look at the per of this guy and i'm like well, is lebron number one yeah well all right <laughs> that's fine like if you want to use that i don't know you know like good stat that's a good stat yeah until you tell me something <laughs> until you tell me something crazy with the per i don't care until you're like yeah and also um james harden is number 47 and i'm like all right that stat seems a little weird yeah. so like it doesn't catch everything for some reason um but you know like i remember there's certain people too like the eye test man where you just like uh i remember when i saw steph curry at the y when we played ball with him i was just like you know this kid's all right but you know he's nothing really special because he wasn't doing anything crazy to us flashy yeah uh, you know but i remember talking about him on the sideline and i was just like you know the thing about steph if you just watch his team always wins and he's never flashy. Now that has changed. Okay. He's flashy <laughs> now, but at the time he was just extremely, extremely efficient. And then I got to, got to see him in college. And then I was like, um, 
man i wish the bobcats would draft him mm-hmm. and i got into a big argument with my man rick who uh you know to this day will never live this down but i was like we need to do whatever we can to get stephen curry period and he's like what that dude no man look at him he's skinny i was like that dude is a freaking superstar and i can just take i don't know the numbers i don't have whatever right i can just look at that dude and say that's the future right there and uh you know now i you know i could not have been proven more correct but yeah we he made a numbers argument and i was just making a pure like gut call so yeah. I, <laughs> trust me i feel you man i'm i'm the same way i think part of the reason why i've I kind of like stats a little bit more than some people that are in my similar position is I love baseball. Mm. And so baseball is a lot of, it's a lot of that money ball stuff and sabermetrics. And they were early adopters of a lot of the numbers talk. And so I feel, even though I don't understand how they all work all the time, I'm used to seeing them used to them being awake. I mean, there's the Oakland A's for a long time. They just ran their team based on that. So It's one of those things where I feel a little bit more comfortable than a lot of guys that play football, and they're like, they don't care about stats at all. They're, they are, I don't need stats. I just need to take, but I feel a little more comfortable, and part of it, I think, has to do with baseball. Yeah. Now, what, um, before we get into this review, what else on TV are you watching? Ooh, right now, uh, obviously, I'm still uh, enjoying Blackish. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I still watch Girls. I do. I, I can't quit that show. Mm. Um, it's, I, I find them to be delightfully despicable. Yes. But also I know people like that. Mm. Like I went to school with people whose parents financed them living in New York city for a few years and they don't have real problems and it's okay. Cause those problems are very real to them. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing you can never account for. Uh, it's the thing I always say about celebrities because people always had this mental disconnect with them, but that shit is their life. Yeah. So, like, no yeah. matter how you feel about it being silly, you know, um, it's actually a real deal for, uh, you know, Hannah and the crew. Yeah. So I still enjoy that. I've started watching Togetherness, the show that comes on After Girls mm-hmm. on HBO. It's okay. It's a little bit weird. Um, I like Mark Duplass, though. I think he's pretty, I think he normally puts together some good things. Um, the league obviously kind of going off the rails notwithstanding yeah <laughs> but that um and then i just i'm a sitcom guy mm-hmm. I, I am so i've been checking out fresh off the boat it's not as campy as i thought it was going to be which is yeah. nice I, we've been we've been watching that too it's, Say what? I, I, we, I, I we've been watching it. fresh off the boat as well that we love it's it. hilarious yeah, yeah it is i thought it was going to be more like, obviously, there are some moments that are pretty clearly stereotypical mm-hmm. uh, for the Asian part, but also for, I mean, it's a sitcom. Right. And every sitcom, literally, Fresh Off the Boat and Blackish can have the exact same episode mm-hmm. framed two separate ways. Right. And I, I think I like both of them. I, so I dig sitcoms. I watch mm-hmm. Marry Me, which comes on NBC. I watch um, New Girl Still, which they had to get me back into that, but that and of course oh pretty little liars i gotta get caught up about 10 episodes behind but i still i'm never i'm i'm not gonna say i don't watch it i'm just behind that's all. right uh, there's a show i I just started watching a day called man seeking woman oh uh, i like that one it's so a funny weird sometimes yeah well see i'm a um cartoon network uh yeah. guy so right. i watch a bunch of weird shit that most people would 
probably yeah. frown, you know, frown their noses up, turn their noses up at. And this fits right on that level. But oh my god, I watched the the first a uh, second episode today, the one where uh he's trying to get over his ex girlfriend, and they basically frame it as like a exorcism to get yeah. him. Over. Man, it's so damn good. Um, and my man Eric Andre's in it, so yeah, I, I'm a big. I like Eric Andre too. Oh, you know what else I'm watching? Broad City. Oh yeah, man. No, I gotta catch up on that. I watched like part of the first season and I laughed so hard and then I, I ended up dropping it for some reason. I definitely okay. gotta get back. Broad City goes. That is my, that is my jam. I think obviously I watch Workaholics, but Broad City to me is the funniest show on television. They are out there. They're crushing it. And Hannibal Burrs is outstanding on that. That's show. what yeah. I've heard. And, uh, also secret, uh, I guess, uh, what do you call it when you watch something and you're supposed to be ashamed? I don't have any shame, so I don't guilty really. Guilty pleasure? Yeah, okay, yeah. If I had any <laughs> guilt, if I had any guilt, my guilty pleasure would be, uh, cr- the Crawl Show. I watch you Crawl know. Show and I don't, I don't know anyone else that watches it. It's just me. I but tried. I can't do it. it. Dude, I don't even know. I can't define it. I can't define it in terms of good and bad. Like it's, it's just hilarious. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I, it makes no fucking sense. And I don't know how to explain it to people Mm-mm. what I enjoy about it. I just find myself laughing so hard all the time. I, I don't know, man. All right, let's get into this. <laughs> uh, we need to talk about what people probably are upset. We haven't started talking about yet. But <laughs> it's our show and you guys can't make us do anything. We don't want to. Correct. Um, the Walking Dead is what you guys came here to hear us talk about. But first, let me introduce the show. This is a Black Guy Who Tips. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. Just search The Black Guy Who Tips. We'll come up. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher. And if we like what we see, we'll read it on the air. If we don't, we won't pretend we never saw it. Um, you can uh, also do stuff like go to theblackoutips.com, become a premium member, uh, subscribe to the show, uh, to the website by putting your email address in on the right-hand side. A bunch of little stuff like that. We appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. Stitcher is fixed, so uh, it has yeah. a last episode, but it's missing three. I emailed them. Don't worry, everybody is working. They're working on it. Yeah, they said they uh, I'm on the process of going and getting the back episodes and bringing yeah. it back up. Should be done by the end of the week. They said. Knock on wood. We'll see. Um, and the official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet, bullet ball. ball extreme. Oh shit! Um, and today's show is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Go on iTunes and check out the very best of Rod and Karen. Uh, it is. Well, the very best of me and Karen. We did a lot of audio plays with them. We're very funny, as you guys may have had some experience with by listening to this show. And uh the audio plays, I say, keep up that tradition of us being funny. I say go check it out. We have new audio plays that will be out soon. Mm-hmm. I think he said he was finishing up the album. I saw him tweeting that today. So, um, you know, catch up on the hijinks of our characters because we have a lot of recurring characters that will be coming back. And uh, I think you guys will want to keep up on it. So uh, make sure you guys go to iTunes, The Best of Rod and Karen. Uh, leave it a review if you buy it. And if you don't buy it, leave it a review if you don't buy it. Right. Just leave it a review, y'all. Yeah. All right. Now on to uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> Thank you. 
all right this episode was called them it's episode 10 of season five that means we only get six more guys (laughs) it was directed by julius uh ramsey um who i'm trying to see if he directed any other episodes and uh doesn't look like he did wow um let's see he did still in season four he did them that's it still in season four and them that's the only episodes that he directed um what was still about still was um uh daryl and beth exploring the woods going cross country and finding that cabin Mm mm-hmm yep um drinking moonshine her coming of age story right very controversial episode amongst uh fans because there's a lot of people that hate that episode yeah a lot of people don't like Beth. yeah and i can also see that happening with this episode i can see people hating it um but uh this episode is called them uh like i said directed by julius ramsey uh written by heather belson and uh only pulled down the 12.27 rating but that's because um saturday night live was having their um big like big reunion at the same time yeah yeah that's my guess anyway uh them is uh uh episode where uh the rick grimes leads his group of exhausted dehydrated survivors on a journey to washington dc while several survivors continue to grieve over the group's recent losses and question their chances of survival the episode primarily centers on characters of maggie Sasha and Daryl dealing with the losses of Beth and Tyrese. It also features the introduction of Aaron, a prominent character originating from the graphic novels. I don't remember him. Uh, and the television series uh, uh, that the television series is based on. Uh, and Aaron is played by Ross Marquand. Okay. If Aaron is who I think it, well, no, I'm, but yeah, never mind. If I say if it's who I think it is in the comics, I, you, mm-hmm. he's the main person. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I guess I just forgot his name, but I remember the character, just not his name. Right. Anyway, um, I'll start with, with the way we always start, and I'll ask you first, Karen. What'd you think about the episode? I love it. I'm biased. Like I tell people up front, I have, I, I, I don't have an in between when it comes to shows. Either I fuck with it or I don't. Like that's that's you know that's kind of how I function with shows. So I loved it. Um, I enjoyed it the whole process all the way through. Um, I like a lot of things about the episode because i know we're gonna go in in-depth but i loved it all right and then uh i gotta gotta ask my man mike what'd you think about it yeah big fan of it um a couple things i i didn't i didn't love all of it and we'll get to it down the in a little ways but overall i thought it was a good episode i thought it was a uh a necessary episode uh, in a lot of different ways and they they needed to have this episode and i tell you what this is the first time that they really look like they were about to be beat down right yeah yeah it's been a while since we've seen the group this disheveled like yeah they like they were like man the hell with it you know like what like, is we've the seen point? Them, we've seen them struggle and battle up against people and we mm-hmm. saw them fight zombies but like this. this was just the in- environment mm-hmm. and the lack of resources taking an ultimate al- almost taking the ultimate toll on them well they've never been together with like this like before we've always they've been in some dire straits but it's always been two or three people and then we concentrate on that group and then with next next time we concentrate on another group it seems like they've always been strive like in addition to trying to survive in a harsh environment it's always been like this other goal of like 
can they get back together and find each other mm-hmm. and this is the first time that that's not the goal it's just can we survive and it feels so drab like um and for me personally um i did enjoy this episode um that i thought it was a uh, slow but it was one of those times where um we needed this mm-hmm. because i i would be a hypocrite to have complained about some of the things that i thought were missing from the show and then to get them in this episode and then go now nah, that's bullshit so yeah um let's uh go ahead and get into it um it starts off with uh maggie um like a really really tight close-up of maggie's eyes and she's crying um and i don't know if she was like taking a leak or what man like she was squatted down behind a tree you know my assumption is she was you know getting rid of some water but uh maybe they didn't need to because uh they were so dehydrated you know what to get rid of so a zombie came walking up behind her while she was crying as she turned around it got stuck in kind of some some dry branches and she turned around and stabbed it and killed it um and i thought that was symbolic because and first of all i thought this whole episode was full of symbolism but uh, i thought it was very symbolic of just the fact that you don't really get time to grieve Mm -mm. you know Mm -hmm. um and i think they've been trying to drive that home with the other episodes about her and you know how we've kind of been like is she over beth or what yeah i felt like when you literally when you were going into it and you said i couldn't complain because there was stuff that i was hoping to get and they finally gave it to you i all when i saw her crying i was like this rod needs this i do needs this i did man i was like that's your i have a little brother you know what i mean i couldn't imagine my you know i couldn't imagine my little brother just missing and i'm like Anyway, I'm in love with Karen, so right. we're not even gonna talk about it. Yeah, like, and, what? And 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 I, and I think the thing for me, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think people were being very, very unrealistic mm-hmm. against their some of the criticism against her, um, because I was under the assumption that she thought Beth was dead because of all the things she knew Glenn was alive, but right. she did not know where her sister was, and with all the things they were going on, all it's like she didn't really have time to sit and process it you know it's real easy for people on the outside who are who've never you know making assumptions of what they would and would not do but do you really have time to sit and and process your sister being dead when you're constantly fearing your life and all that stuff and it's not the fact that you don't think about it it just might not be the forefront of every goddamn conversation that you have with everybody and i think that people just wanted her to be like oh my sister oh my sister oh my sister all every time and and to me i would have been mad because i was like bitch yeah your sister missing and we don't need to talk about her every day for the record i just wanted one time we got zero we got zero until this so i needed one time of her being worried about beth that's it i'm not a stickler for it um just needed her to bring it up to glenn maybe in a quiet moment like i don't know what's going on with my sister um you know but they basically had daryl tell them in that um in the in that rail car that they were stuck in car a and then it just it was never a thing again um all right so uh sasha was walking around and she looked at a dried up i don't know it was like a whole lot of dead frogs and she was looking for water my assumption is that it was a dried up creek mm-hmm. yes i went right. back and watched and she was walking the creek bed which is okay. why she kept digging to see if there was water just underneath the surface right and all the frogs was turned up. i was like baby you ain't gonna find no water in that yeah them frogs died looking for some some water man and yeah. And I think for me, it goes to tell you how the lack of, like, people has affected the environment. You know, Mm -hmm. just the drought has just affected everything around because 
animals like you normally if if even if you see zombies walking around you've seen animals so that goes to show you that a lot of animals have probably been eaten by zombies by now eaten by zombies by now and things like that because they're moving creatures mm-hmm. so I, I it was just cool for them to just show you how all this is really affecting the environment mm. Well, I, I just thought it was a drought that would have happened whether there were zombies or not. You know, yeah. just sometimes you get natural droughts. It's just in normal life, that's not a life or death situation. Correct. You know, but, you water. Right. Like you can right. always go turn on a faucet, and, uh, you know, <laughs> dig in the well, go to the store, pick up some bottled water, but you can't do that in zombie apocalypse. And it was a life or death situation. Um, and so, uh, you know, Sasha kind of had a little bit of a, uh, you know, tantrum or whatever and it's looked like they kind of saw it daryl and uh mm-hmm. maggie mm-hmm. and uh they start walking back towards the rest of the crew the rest of the crew is huddled up in the middle of the road and in kind of the shade of the only vehicle they have left and uh and, and maggie immediately goes well they didn't get anything either you know it's like it's been a day and a half uh now we keep in track last week it, they said it was 17 days in Mm-hmm. So this is now, you know, we're pulling up at about 19, 20 days or so. Um, and so she was like, yeah, uh, it's been a day and a half. How much longer can we last? How much longer do we have? And Sasha says uh, 60 miles. And she was like, nah, I'm talking about, you know, to live. Right. right. She said 60 miles. I was like, bitch, 60 miles. Mm-hmm. Y'all might not make it. And there's a lot more miles to feed. Right. You know? When your group is larger. Right. This is a this is a large group, you know. A can of beans ain't gonna go but so far if you find one. So you need a lot more resources to feed everybody. Uh and to do that you're gonna need a stable environment where you can maybe grow some crops or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um so uh Rick says that it's been three weeks since Atlanta, which is when Beth died. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that, you know, not much time has passed between this show and last show, 17 days, about 20 days. Um, um, and so I was just, you know, trying to keep track of the time. They basically traveled 60 miles outside of Virginia. Uh, I mean, outside of DC. DC, right? Yeah, outside of DC in three weeks, which, uh, not making good time. You know? Sure ain't, cause <laughs> last time I checked, you can cover that in a lot shorter time frame than that. Yeah, not making good time. And I mean, that's. To be fair though, this is still farther than they've gone the entire other seasons of the show. That's true. Right. That's true. I mean, but that's only like a two tank trip at, at, at most. <laughs> you know, you get full tank, man, you might can make it there in one tank, man. So. Well, I did, well here's the one thing I did want to say. You and I, care the three of us, we know how to get to DC from Atlanta. Right. Mm-hmm. And you take 85 up to 40 and then you ride that to 95 and you go straight up. Right. Or you ride 85 all the way up across. It seems to me like they're not, they're avoiding all major highways, all right. major thoroughfares. And it makes sense. Which does make it take longer, but it also, which when it came to resources, this is what I started thinking about. If you're only taking those small two lane roads, right. you don't have gas stations and right. Walmarts and travel, you know, oh, the yeah. big exits off the highway. That's the exact same thing I was thinking myself was like, cause I was like, they didn't get gas at any point. And I was like, oh, they're probably just never on a highway. And the odds of finding a gas station on a road like that is so low, it's especially rare. one that still has gas. Like, right. you can give that up, man. And them small little hick towns would be you know nothing there but but the gas station right um and you could tell because michonne and sasha look more nervous than normal 
Um, but, uh, they, <laughs> so, um, Carl gave Maggie a music box and I think it's cause Beth used to sing and he wanted to do something nice to help with her grief. Um, I noticed that he didn't give Sasha anything. So I don't know what's up with that, Carl. He hates Tyrese as much as everybody else. Right. Oh Lord. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't hate Tyrese. Maybe he thought Sasha was too angry. He's like, nah, not you. But, uh, he gave her a music box um and uh he said it didn't work so it's kind of like here's a broken toy yeah here's a broken thing i found about down by the riverbed um and then uh gabe came over and tried to console maggie a bit i think he was trying it was funny because i think he was trying to reach out in faith to her as a priest yeah and he was like you know i haven't he was and he was sweating like a whore in church um (laughs) And he was, he came over and he was like, yeah, um, I, I'm sweating so hard. This reminds me of when we used to have hair shirts. Uh, this is made out, like this shirt is made out of hair. And she didn't really look that interested, but he kept talking. Mm. And he's like, you know, cause uh, the Catholics used to do hair shirts, which itch like a mug and people would wear them to atone for their sins a little bit. Um, and you know, it would, it, it would help with that. And if you need to talk to me about it, and then she kind of cut him off and was like, I used to make hair shirts at at the barn and stuff, so I already know what it is. And no, I don't need to talk to you. She ate ate his whole chest. Mm -hmm. She basically called him a coward. Mm -hmm. I was like, you were supposed to let them people in, and you didn't. So uh, how about you talk about that? And he was like, "Mm, never mind. (laughs) See you in a bad mood. Uh, But you fine if you're going to be like that. That that hair shirt story, though, it really kind of says a lot about Gabe, though, because Gabe's whole thing is atonement and suffering for atonement. Yeah. And he does have this way about him where he seems like he's just pressed to suffer. Like That's a Catholic thing, man. That's yeah. That's like a big Catholic guilt, the whole deal, like the, the people that kind of hurt themselves to atone. And obviously the hair shirt was part of the thing, but it's a, there's like a whole wing of catholicism where people punish themselves physically to uh to atone and for penance so it kind of to me that fit right in line with a guy who really believes all this stuff and that he has to suffer to atone for the sins his sins of the past right and the thing is he's not really built for that life Mm-mm. like he's not he didn't have that kind of like these are survivors like these people have actually suffered to live that was and he point. his suffering was all mental anguish from letting people die outside that knew him while he ate the while, yeah, right. while he ate all the food in town right she <laughs> on, so, the, on the low key she gave him a read oh she read the shit out of him <laughs> like and he and he fell back too man um and you know you could tell he hurt his soul too cause he got mm-hmm. real quiet um also, um, Sasha, um, was talking to, who was Sasha talking to when she said we are not the same about her brother? Was so, it, uh, Maggie? I want to say it was Maggie. Um, but. No, she was on, was she, I thought she talked to Michonne. She was. It was Michonne. Michonne okay. was like, yeah, um, you know, your brother was angry too because Sasha took a look back at the zombies that were following her, following the crew. And she had just looked like, you know, we should fuck them up. But Rick had just told Daryl, like, we're tired. We don't have much left. We'll wait till we have advantage, high ground, something like that. And then we'll take out these walkers that are, that are following us because they were all on foot. And 
she uh sasha looks back at that whole group of walkers like i want to fuck them up and michonne's like hey man your brother was angry too like this you know after karen died and he went out and started trying to kill all the zombies and now risk got risky almost got bit a few times right almost like, got the group fucked up at the little gas station yeah and so she was like you know y'all are kind of the same like that and, and sasha goes we are not the same you know like i'm not going out like no bitch like my brother so it showed the kind of contempt for tyrese that she had a little bit you know for his pacifist like phase that he went through at the very end yeah she was like fuck that and she was just short of we ain't the same bitch yeah pretty much i mean she just she doesn't want anybody to see her as weak or i think a lot of it has to do with the way that she saw him even yeah i Mm -hmm. think so too i think she saw him as weak kind of um and 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 just that you know they're not the same like she's more vengeful she's more angry um she's not trying to wrestle those demons down um she lost bob and now she lost her brother she you know she's like no i'm never gonna let my anger go um when uh they come back daryl goes into the woods to look for supplies and carol decides to go with him he told her not to come but she was like what you gonna do stop me so she came (laughs) um and when they got by themselves she said you're not dead uh that's what you said um uh and i'm different than you uh i have to like avoid feeling these sad emotions to survive but you're but you need to feel the sadness and i think she was talking about the sadness for him feeling responsible for losing beth and then beth dying as Mm -hmm. a result yeah because the, the thing about it she's like look I know I ain't got no heart, but I'm like this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And this is how I survive separating my humanity almost, like losing myself in it uh, without remorse. Uh, but she's looking at him like, but you, the thing that makes you special is the ability that you do feel. You do care. Um, and she's like, I don't want you to lose that part of you going through this grief process. Right. And then... Yeah. Well, you look at Daryl, and I mean interrupt, but when you look at him, he he's driven by a cause. Right. And when they were at the farm, the cause was Sophia, and the cause became Beth, and now he's lost that. He's lost another cause, and she's like, "Listen, you need you need this." Whereas Carol, she once she lost Sophia, that that's it's it. That yeah. was it for her, and she said, "Look, all she wants, she's just staying alive." Right, right, and that's that's why she killed those people at the. That's why she made sure those people died at the prison because mm-hmm. she wanted to just stay alive, and she found a way to stay alive when they sent her out there on her own. When Rick put her out, stay alive, and for her, it's just staying alive. But Daryl doesn't have Daryl. He needs something to keep pushing him. Yes, yeah, right, and and not only staying alive for her is. She's made up in her mind, I will never be a victim again. Like, 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 because you think of all the abuse and things like that. She was like, nope, this right here will never happen again. And I will forever be sure that I always have the upper hand on anybody because I never want to be in a position where I have to depend on anybody else. That has a lot to do with why she tried to separate from the group, why she tried to leave the group, because she's like, I don't want to depend on other people and lose them like I lost my child. 
That's yeah. A, that's actually a great point. She'll never be, you know, you don't get sad if you don't have that attachment to people. Right. Um, and the thing also about this scene is, you know, my Carol Darrell fan fiction where they elope and become married to each other. Right. And survive as impossible white men in the zombie apocalypse. Um, <laughs> you know, I wanted them to kiss because of that, but they, she kissed them on the forehead like a mother almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, got which is like the, the hardest thing for me to accept, but I, it looks like they're not gonna, make that uh, a couple like i want them to at least right now we don't know i mean the zombie apocalypse man age ain't nothing but a number (laughs) if you are if it's all legal you know what i'm saying like come on man i'm not i'm not saying uh any like like i remember people wanted beth and and daryl to date and i was like are y'all sick Mm. like (laughs) what's wrong with you but i have no problem with the age difference between carol and and daryl because they're both adults so I was looking forward 100% to that. 100% regular human sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, yeah, people would say that and I'd be like, do we know how old Beth is? Does anybody know how old? Cause I don't feel comfortable saying she should hook up with anybody. I assume she was a teenager. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, I'm, you know, and so, you know, she reminded him of something though when she brought up the fact that, hey, we're not dead and you told me that. So we yep. can't live our life like dead people. Um, uh, the bridge zombie fight happened. And it was at once the smartest, one of the smartest ways to deal with zombies I've ever seen, and also the laziest. It, yeah, it's it's smart because like basically the group was spent at the end. It's like we can't waste our time trying to fuck them up because something may happen. We might need the energy to run. Mm-hmm. You know, we have eight in days. Probably hadn't had no water in days. And it's like if if uh, somebody might come and try to attack us, like we need to conserve our energy. So to me, it completely, it was smart. I would have never thought about that. Like it is just smart to make the assumption that you could just push them down. <laughs> I would never thought about that. Well, it was smart, man. And they basically just stood right in front of them like, nope, nope, you know. Um, they were doing juke moves. Yeah, hit that L one, that L two on them. Hit the Throwing B button, them down. and oh. then and then Sasha lost her mind, started stiff arming the zombies. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, you, it's just one of those things. You just gotta. Can you just listen and follow directions? Just right. listen, and follow directions, or you're gonna get. You know, she almost pulled a Noah. Someone says she almost pulled Tyrese. She almost pulled the Noah. Yeah, just listen and follow directions, or you're gonna get everybody else killed. Right, because I I think for Sasha, it's it's a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness, a lot of emotions, a lot of feeling like things are unfair, a lot of loss, and so I think she was like, I'm mad, I'm angry, and I just feel like fucking shit up. Like, I, and I think in her mind, it kind of like was a form of relief. Oh, and, and something else I want to say: shout out to Michonne for looking like a cocoa butter delicious thing with all she was glistening and looking all pretty mm-hmm. she that, didn't have a yankees jersey on though she didn't what happened to that <laughs> i just ain't a big deal out of getting that shit is that only for the bedroom with her and rick maybe i don't know <laughs> that might be like lingerie in the zombie apocalypse and you know in real life not not much sexier than a woman in a in a baseball jersey i mean the zombie apocalypse you just have to have a clean shirt Right, that's true. I'm like, oh, you wore a clean, you wore a clean shirt tonight. You girl? know she fine. She got a clean shirt. Right. Mm. I see you. I see you got the clean shirt on. It must be time. Um. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they Sasha goes crazy. Michonne was like, <laughs> I love that Michonne gave her the mama in church voice at first. Mm-hmm. She's like Sasha. Uh-uh. Right, cause she put wanted- that down. Ah, ah, ah. 
she seemed want to make a scene, but she was looking at her like, "Fuck, now we gotta fight." Yeah, so she was like, you know, calm down, and Sasha just kept going ham. And at one point, she almost gets stabbed by Sasha. Yep. Right. Which is a problem. Does does she cut Abe's arm? I don't know if she did or not. You know, Abe's arm started bleeding every time he fights somebody. I don't he know what he needs to get better weapons because yeah, for it real like he just goes he like he gonna go zang and keep and just punch everybody. Now, dude, I'm surprised he ain't just got like tetanus or something. Like <laughs> your hand bleed every time you touch something, dude. Calm down. Yeah, um, you know, and I think the thing about his hand is kind of ongoing thing. I think his hand got fucked up a while ago. It did yeah. with the cans, right? And but then- he it's just never healed, and every time he fights, it bleeds again. So I don't know if he got cut or or what the fuck happened to him, you know? Right. And and the thing is with uh Sasha and Michonne, after she did that, she was like, bitch, stop. You know, yeah. like, calm down. And she still didn't stop. By the way, you don't want them problems. Oh, you don't. Like, you lucky you ain't stabbed Michonne because your ass would have got your head sliced off. And it would have been, that would have been the end of that. Right, because she really looked at her like, you don't tell me what to do like she really like a very defiant child right yep like a child she was like i'm grown it's like okay you won't stay out of the street lights you have to pay the street light <laughs> price get your ass whooped um so um michonne you know let her know like hey dog don't don't do that shit again but sasha gave her that look like i do what i want um and i'm like you know what you just like tyrese like, that's some Tyrese shit. That's what Tyrese did when Karen died. Right. People would be like, Tyrese, you gonna fuck the group up. You almost got bit. And then he'd be like, so? I'm like, all right then, dumbass. Don't tell me. Right. Like, all right, you want to die so bad? No, well, don't say nothing when we let it happen. Um, so they came back and Maggie, uh, and this is, this scene just, for the record, it felt like filler because it took so fucking long, but I needed this. Maggie opens up a trunk in the car and uh, after looking in the glove box and all this shit and in the back is a little like replica of Beth Walker tied up like it was being kidnapped and mm-hmm. somehow died in the trunk. Right. Now I don't know if it was a walker and they put it and someone put it in the trunk as a walker. No. I think- or if it was like someone was kidnapping somebody in the zombie apocalypse. Some shit happened with the car, and then they died in the trunk. I think that's what happened. Y'all learn about them trunk releases, people. Go on YouTube, <laughs> look up trunk releases. All trunks made after a certain year have a release in there so you can get your ass out if someone try to kidnap you. Ain't no reason to die in no hot-ass trunk, all right? Um, so <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I might some- need to get on that because I don't know shit. I'm normally on the outside, never on the inside. So, um, wow, I wouldn't think about that. Get yourself some life lessons here, guys. No, don't die in no fucking trunk like a dumbass. Um, so she, so she was back there tied up and she looked, and I, like, I noticed she looked like Beth right away. And, uh, I think it took a while for some people to catch on. And then she didn't stab her and she closed the trunk. Can't yeah, she couldn't. Like she wanted, you, you could tell she kind of thought about it, and then she was like, "No." And then once she closed the trunk, she thought better of it, and was like, "Actually, let me end the suffering of this zombie." But now she couldn't work the lock to get back into the trunk, and she was starting to freak the fuck out. Yep, I was worried that she was gonna freak out, 
the trunk would swing open and then the zombie would come out and bite her i thought so too i was worried about that too yeah okay so all right maybe they no, mentioned you were not that. alone i was like how is how is she about to get how are they gonna make this situation worse yeah and the thing is i wanted to prove justin wrong because last week i told him they wouldn't kill people three episodes in a row I was like that, like they're not gonna kill three main big time characters in three weeks. They don't, that, that's just unprecedented. You know, at some point they gotta chill out for a few weeks, make us feel safe again, and then kill somebody. So, um, I got nervous and I was like, oh no, this is how he's gonna fucking show me that I'm wrong. Um, and, uh, Glenn comes over and says, hey girl, let me get that for you. Let a man open that trunk for you. You know how y'all little ladies need with your delicate fingers. (laughs) <laughs> then he opened up a jar of pickles for her. Um, but he, uh, he opened a trunk for her and then he killed the walker and then he kind of put an arm around her and they walked off. And this shit took about five minutes, which is way too long to get the point across. But I did need to know that she gave a fuck, man. Like I needed her to have that moment, you know? Um, so that was cool. Um, Daryl had straight up depression. Mm-hmm. that's why he oh, wanted yeah. to be alone like that's why he he was like i need time by myself yeah um like he 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 went up in the woods and saw a half-eaten deer and a dead zombie and he just fell to his knees got yeah. up and walked off right because he's a hunter like his whole thing is like knowing you know the forest how to read animal tracks and shit like that so his thing was like fuck yeah and he still hadn't let himself cry or feel fuck. it at that point he still had this look on his face like, oh, well. And he got up and went back and joined the group. Uh, my man Abe said, fuck it, I'm drinking. <laughs> like, everyone gave him, by the way, uh, as, as a person that, that, that partakes in the alcohol from time to time yourself, uh, Mike, is there anybody worse at a, a sporting event or at a, at a recreational event than the person that tells you, the alcohol actually dehydrates you. The worst. God damn! I know. Like, like we don't know that. We, yeah. We know. I want to get drunk and then cramp out. That's that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll regret it later. Let me do that. I know it's not actually. This is like the person. Well, you know, alcohol doesn't really warm you up when it's uh, cold outside and you watch football. Sends your blood. Yeah, yeah. It actually makes you get colder. She, well, she thinks she went to two weeks of police academy and now <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden she's giving advice. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Inspector Gadget. But uh <laughs> I want to get fucked up tonight, so you can either... Don't you see how bad everything is? <laughs> yeah, right. Let me die cold in, in the street and cramping. That's and how happy. I want Let me just die. Uh So A started drinking, and uh, I do appreciate that they talked amongst each other and didn't say shit to him at first, because they knew he was about to be like, uh say what now? I will uh, punch your whole face in. <laughs> I will make these fists bleed <laughs> today. Um, and that's also why he's a bad leader, though. Um, uh, cause someone was saying was Abe as good a leader as Rick, and he's oh, not, no. it's not even close because, like, that's some shit Rick wouldn't do at this stage, which is like, oh. get drunk by himself and then, like, try to get everybody else drunk. Like, even Rick's like, come on, man, keep it together. Somebody gotta be alert, come on. Yeah. Still, Abe, I think we sealed the deal on Abe as a leader when he punched out Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't the punching that did it. It was the standing in the street afterwards on his knees. Like, just, like, for hours. Like, I'm doing this now, guys. 
this, this is the thing. Yeah, this this is my new thing, man. I don't come up with plans no more. Like you can't do that, man. He was like, "Well, I had a plan. It's gone." Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a knock him out. Even when Rick went crazy, he still had plans. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. Rick was seeing his dead wife and still was like, "No, we need to secure this prison." Like, hey, just. Even before he, even before A punched out Eugene, he was going to try to drive them straight through the middle of the zombie world. Right. And kill everybody. It's like they had to talk him down. Terrible leader, man. So right. And no, that, nobody bring him up again for leadership. Please. Right. And, and, and no. the thing about it is like, what has he showed that he has leadership skills other than he's just big and strong? Like, like it's more, it's more to leadership than that. And so, um, finally, some dogs showed up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who let them out. <laughs> did. But they were there. I thought some people were behind them. Yeah, I, if, yeah, but these looked to be wild dogs. You could tell their fangs had grown out. Um, they look all dingy. Yeah. Right, like a pack that just has like, you know yeah. what, let's group up together. And they just been a little pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they came out barking and I was like, how are they going to kill all these dogs? I guess some people got to get fucked up right, and, they uh, tired. they cut to Sasha who had a gun with a sound sonar and a Michael Vick jersey. She put all them dogs down. <laughs> and she didn't think twice. Nothing but headshot. She was like, choo, 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 choo. Right. What kind of a, where did, when did she become America's sniper? Bruh. Well, I think, well, on the low, she's been the best shot. Yes, she has. For the, for this whole season mm-hmm. and they haven't really explained how no, she got to be such a good shot? Like they never showed her practicing. She looked anything. like Sniper Wolf. Yeah, it's just and it's all on the like they aren't even drawing attention to it. They just keep having moments where like everyone in the group is shooting, and then you'll see Sasha take one shot and kill a person. You're like, wow, that's... she killed dogs with a sniper rifle from close range as they were moving. All headshots, no misses. Yeah, I mean, just it was, and that joint just sounded. I was like, oh, oh, damn, those dogs are dead. <laughs> that was it. Like, all that climax for that. Um, she did point out she was good at Woodbury, too. They put her up in the sniper thing at Woodbury. That's true. That's true. Um, the dog, though, was so delicious that Gabriel stopped believing in God. He took his collar off. He quit. Threw yeah. it in the fire. He said, damn, these some good dogs. Because <laughs> at first he wasn't going to eat. He thought he was too good. Yeah. He was, then he saw them hot dogs, and he was like, <laughs> Got to have this. Got to have me some of these dog ribs. So he stopped believing. And that's when I knew that that ether that he got hit with from Maggie had his soul for real. Mm-hmm. And he, Maggie just looked at him. He quit God and she didn't even say nothing. She just looked like, so you quitting that too, huh? Punk. She was like, mm-hmm, I knew it. Right. Um, Noah tried to have a moment with Sasha. Who Sasha went to get some firewood and she came back. And Noah was sitting down and he said, uh, you know, Ty, your brother... He uh told he tried to talk to me, but I don't know if I could, if I'm gonna make it. And she said, "Then you won't." <laughs> right, and kept pushing. She said, "Don't think about trying to survive. Just eat." And uh, that was all she had for him. Uh, and I was like, "Noah got to die, man." Dog, he's so, but he's so adorable and precious. He's one hundred percent useless. He like right. a black. He like a black Judith. Like, like he shouldn't. Like, Wait, is it, Judith is a baby. I know he's just a liability, man. He hurt his his knees every week. 
you know he always he don't want to kill nobody he's bad with guns like right he keep and when he does go out zombies for some reason keep trapping him and pinning him down all his conversations are about how he don't think they're gonna make it like just die man he gonna die noah versus eugene and slap fight Uh, right (laughs) well see eugene could talk his way out of something noah can't even do that no you know eugene's you know uh you know, it's going to be like a verb warfare, nuclear incineration, my friend. Like, I, all love, right. I love that he tried to actually talk to people about what was going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. he had some, like he had some authority. Man, they was looking at him like, man, you don't shut the fuck up. Um, so the dog was delicious. Uh, and um, Glenn, then they had this other scene that I wasn't really a fan of, but I felt also it was necessary because they haven't really done this in a while. Glenn was trying to give people water tried to give Maggie some water and she didn't want to take any. And I feel like water was accepting water was symbolism of hope that you still wanted to survive and move on. Yeah. Right. And I think not taking water was symbolism of like you're grieving and you don't, you feel hopeless. So why even drink water? Um, so he tried to give him some water, give Maggie some water. At first she wouldn't take it. Then he said, well, at least talk to me. Uh, and then she basically admitted like, Hey man, I thought Beth was dead all this time. And I said, finally, I oh, why couldn't you just <laughs> say this? Yeah. I've had a Took so long. Well, she finally admitted it. I thought she was dead. Then Daryl told me that. And I had a little bit of hope and I'm like, well, your ass still didn't do nothing about it, but okay. She had some hope. Um, and then they went all the way down to Atlanta cause they found out she was alive and, Basically, when they arrived, she seen Beth, Beth with a hole in the head. So she never got to really see her sister alive again. And it sounded like she regretted even giving herself hope. And I kind of understood at that point, she didn't want to hope that Beth was alive because it's still something else to lose right after losing her father. And I could understand that mentality. And I understand that character so much more now as opposed to when they just were act- not talking about it makes 100 percent sense and then she said it she said listen i didn't i thought she was dead then i find out that she is alive and the moment we get there i get my sister back and then i lose her on the same day yep and she even said um something like before that it i felt i could convince myself that all of this was just the dark part like there would be light again you know that i would have hope again but now that i've lost beth I don't know if I even want to fight it anymore, which is funny because that's the same sister that was who shamed Beth for trying to commit for suicide. Trying to commit suicide, yep. So I was like, man, how the tables turned because that sounds some suicidal shit. Uh, but then she yeah. did take the water after they talked. Yeah, because the the thing about it is that Beth went from not being able to function mm-hmm. to trying to kill herself singing many many bad songs right a lot of bad songs <laughs> to 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 be in harriet tubman friend and negroes to turn around and then dying and i think and also she was a light to the group like even though she was young and all that stuff she still had hope and i think she gave a lot of people in the group hope like literally hope and faith that there is something more or it's a brighter side and so I think maybe indirectly uh, Maggie used her as a form of hope for herself and that light is gone now. So she's like, well, what do I have to hope for? What do I have to look forward to? There, there, there's nothing here for me anymore. 
yeah i I agree with you karen i think that's that's really what happened um then um after they uh do that uh sasha is talking to abraham who's drinking and uh she's basically like hey man um that shit is bad for you anyway i don't know why you're doing that and he was like he was like the only thing that's gonna get us killed is you acting stupid and she was like uh she just looked at him and then he was like hey you're with friends which like if you type it down it sounds way nicer than he was saying it what he really meant was bitch calm down yeah i was gonna say because when he said it it sounded like look bitch right it wasn't very like it wasn't a nice like hey hey guy you're with friends it was a hey at least you got your friends why you acting stupid you need to act right and then Sasha goes, we're not friends. Because her look on her face was like, I don't care. I think she's just giving up all hope on everything. Here's the thing, though. It makes sense. Sasha came to all these groups late. That's she hasn't true. been with any of these people. She was with her brother, brother. Yep. who died. She was with Bob, who she was in love with. Like, she lost the people that she cares about. And she's like, y'all just some people I'm hanging out with in the zombie apocalypse but we not yeah. don't get it twisted we're not cool like we, y'all rick kicked us the fuck out when we came through for help yes he did mm-hmm. you know the governor turned out to be a fucking more a crazy a person lunatic. just a monster that's all he was just a monster yeah you know so she's like you know bob got killed because tyrese which that's got to be a head fuck both of the men she loved basically responsible one of them was responsible for the other one's death in a way. Mm-hmm. Did he get killed because of Tyrese? He got his leg cut off because Tyrese didn't kill Martin and that group was able to track them down and right. Martin in that group. So true, I could true. I could I could do the geometry on that shit and see how Wasn't he did. already bit? Uh I thought yes. Bob got bit yes. in the yes. food bank. He was gonna die no matter what. That's why he was outside by himself. Right. But she didn't know he got bit. Yeah, that's true. So from her perspective, it's probably like this motherfucker. <laughs> didn't even tell me um anyway so um glenn tried to get daryl to drink but uh daryl was too full on worms he had, had earlier mm-hmm. so he was like i'm sorry I ate earthworms I'm, I'm actually full yeah, eat them gummy worms like uh and then you know after D- glenn kind of confronted him and tried to do his whole happy hopeful glenn thing and daryl was like man I- i'm out man i'm going i'm going to look in the woods when did when did glenn become happy again Right, last week he was really like it didn't matter if you killed that woman or not because everyone yeah. will die. I don't know. He, li- he literally just transformed back to come on, rally, 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 rally. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think for and this is my thing. I think for Glenn, he's one of those people where he similar to Beth. He's like the heart of the group, the the logical thinker of the group, the compassionate person in the group. And I think if that's your nature, things hit you. And he was like, I can't stay like this. I think in his mind, he was like, me personally, if I go down, I affect other people. Because, you know, he had to do the stuff for Maggie and shit like that. He was like, I got to be strong for other people. And I think that this was kind of his way of kind of bringing himself back around mm-hmm. to the reality that this is how I felt, you know, a day or two ago. But now... I still feel the pain and I still hurt and I'm still sad, but I can't let that stop me because I have to be here for Maggie. I have to be here for the group. I have, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where if, if you're almost like the heart or a center of a group, you almost have to push yourself through your emotions, even though you don't want to at times. Um, yeah. And, uh, 
the other thing too is like glenn is a soldier yes. you give him that mission and he just like he'll throw himself into the mission every time yes you know he's willing to risk his life so I, it kind of made sense that he felt more like hey guys we're all gonna get to dc it'll be all right but uh um, yeah daryl wasn't feeling that shit i actually forgot daryl smoked me too <laughs> I, like i forgot he smoked like i don't even know where he getting cigarettes from at this point but he pulled out they, they old did you see those cigarettes he had them fuckers <laughs> for a long ass time did you see those cigarettes i'm surprised they lit up <laughs> they were zombie they broke, cigarettes broken in half <laughs> oh, they, yeah, them cigarettes was the smoking dead. Cause them, they, <laughs> they, them cigarettes was dead, but still alive somehow. Yes, I was like, how is he lighting them? So he went to go burn a couple, and uh he's sitting out there, and he took the cigarette, and he burned himself on the hand, and then he finally cried for Beth, and I feel like he had to feel that pain because he just was numb the whole episode, and when he burned himself, he was allowed to like feel something again. That's how I took it. I don't know if that's what they meant. That's, that's actually how I, th- I thought about it too. Was okay. He needs to make sure that he can still feel and he burns himself and then he just wave of emotion overcomes him. Yeah. Daryl and, tears, man. They oh, serious. Yo, they real. And I, th- I think for me, um, I mean, maybe the way I looked at it, I was like, because of his background, this is may have been abuse that he had, have done to himself in the past or had and, done to him right or had done to him and i think that this was his way of dealing with his depression mm-hmm. um and i felt as though he cried for beth but it's like in my mind i wonder is this going to go on into a deeper depression like like for me on the outside looking in or is it something that he just did this one time because you know he's been abused a lot so i have a feeling that like you say either he has done this to himself or maybe his brother or family members have done this to him and this was kind of his coping mechanism to deal with the depression going on in his life that's a great point yeah yeah i I forgot about that i mean he's been a He's had to self-soothe for most of his life. Right. And he's had to, he's been on his own, even with a brother. His brother was abusive to him. He had to figure it out. And now for him, he he needed to feel some sort of pain so that he felt like it was okay for him to have all these emotions. Yeah. And Ashanti I mean, from the, from uh, Murder, Inc. in the chat room does say that uh, Abe did get his arm cut by Sasha. So I forgot about that. Okay. Um, but yeah. we have well, a confirmation. I'll tell you one thing. I feel like this group, even as distressed as distressed as they are, as stressful as the times are, mm-hmm. this is the closest thing to a family that Daryl's actually had. Yeah, right. it does seem that way, man. Especially without a negative influence like Merle, you know, right? Like these people actually seem to care about him, and they're not trying to convince him to do fucked up shit all the time. Yep. Um, so uh, th- then they find some water in the middle of the road. That's a lot of water. <laughs> don't understand this part i I don't understand it yeah and so the note said it was like you know from a friend Friend. and i you know we find out later that there's a guy who like come like who wants to make contact and i'm wondering if that was it um i saw some speculation it could be morgan that maybe provided the the water Mm -mm, mm -mm. but i'm gonna go with uh someone that's trying to recruit them and i also don't think the water was drugged I don't think it was drugged either, mm-hmm. 
but watching Abe slap that water out of Eugene's hand uh, made my day. It was Bruh. hilarious. I'm not sure if Abe more wanted Eugene to drink the water and die, or if he more was like, I just hate you so much, I didn't think it through and slapped this water out your hand. <laughs> he slapped it so good. Yeah, like, not you. You don't get a sip. <laughs> you don't I, get no no water for you. Yeah, or or it could still be a reflex from when he th- thought he was Eugene's bodyguard. and like Right, yeah. to protect him. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, I think it's that standpoint. But I, they both shared a stare that was kind of like, that was awkward. You know what I mean? Like, both mm-hmm. of them kind of had the, like, a, a Eugene immediately looked at the pavement. Like, like, that's my, that's my bad. Yeah, I fucked yeah. up again, didn't I? And then Abe looked at him like, boy. Are you going to hit me? Yeah. Eugene looked at him like, he looked at the ground like, I hope you don't hit me. Please, sir, I'm sorry. <laughs> Karen, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I think it's the second part where you was talking about mm. his reaction. Because like I said, he spent so many years protecting him, like literally protecting him. And he was like, yeah, I'm mad and I'm pissed, but you can't die. Yeah. Uh, Letty Mae Daniels in the chat brought up that Daryl's self-abuse also parallels Beth's history of cutting herself to kindred spirits, same behaviors. Mm-hmm. Mm, they was tight. They was tight. Mm-hmm. Man, see, this our listeners, man. We, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, so uh anyway so a was like uh you know get that shit out your hand and so everybody was kind of like damn i guess we're not gonna drink this water huh and my <laughs> mind was like why didn't you let one dude take a sip for quality assurance see what happens to him they could have they could have gave all uh, they could have let noah and eugene each drink from all the bottles and see what happened to them right they wouldn't have lost nothing. They wouldn't have lost anything. That's it. That's all you had to do. Yeah, but they's like, also, we... why don't they take the water and boil it? Right. There was so many ways to handle it. And they just was like, nope, it's a trick. Uh, and you know, I get it. Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse. Maybe someone would have showed up. And right. And who, and been who, like, y'all owe me for that water. I want, um, sex. Who knows what they want. Yeah. And who just places water in the middle of the road? A friend, Karen. A friend. A friend, my ass. Who does this? It's not realistic. All right. All right. Didn't so. they leave some supplies somewhere before? Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but. Yeah, I feel like they've at least left notes, like, don't go here. I feel like something they've yeah. done things to help strangers out. It's, I don't know. So Yeah, when they was leaving Terminix. Yeah, like, don't go in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by killed. the way, if that was a trap, they would have all just been murdered because they were all standing around it. That is exactly what Eugene said, and I agree. He's like, if it's a trap, then we're in it. And we're standing <laughs> at the water, guys. If they want to kill us. They can just come down here and kill us. It ain't really that fucking important. And it was like, nope, these could be Bill Cosby drinks. Just put them back. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? They might be off waiting for us to drink it. Yeah. Like they take a sip and in the background, you just hear, nah. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the rain came and that probably saved Eugene's life. Uh, cause Eugene had this look like, Abe, don't beat me, please. And then it started raining. <laughs> And everyone was happy except, and I counted, Maggie, Daryl, and uh, Michonne a little bit. Michonne was was messed up, and Sasha. Now, Michonne, I just felt like it was Michonne face, like a case of resting oh, Michonne face. Right. She don't normally, like, she just was like. Her emotions, yeah. Yeah, she was just like, oh, this is going to fuck up my braids, you know. 
<laughs> but but every but daryl sasha and maggie all had this look like so it's raining this will just keep us alive longer to die Pretty um much. that's so, exactly what they look like right i guess we can take a sip and then die in two days instead of one um and of course uh bitch ass grave start uh gabe started crying he's like oh, oh sorry lord i'm sorry jesus they have terrible water co- collecting apparatuses they're awful they just put the water out that's it like yeah. y'all, there's no like y'all don't have anything to like kind of siphon the water in like you need a big funnel like a funnel at least you're not catching any or at least just a glass with an open mouth yeah you're like not catching no water inside a deer park bottle a sheet of plastic everyone hold it up you can pour it into the uh yeah i was not I impressed don't think by they were prepared yeah i was not impressed by that water gathering uh the ideas. techniques you know some of them just was holding their mouth open drinking rainwater so i'm sure they're gonna get dysentery or something um so yeah uh gabe took this as proof that god was alive because uh much like russell wilson he believes that god only cares about him and uh if he wins the game or not uh i can't believe russ said that man i was like come on russ but uh maybe or maybe you know maybe russ took it the other way maybe he was like we lost because somebody didn't pray i don't know who it was but they, y'all didn't pray. Yeah, Marshawn, you can't be pulling that. I'm um, just here so I don't get fined with Jesus now. <laughs> they messed it. He messed it up for the whole group. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers was like, God don't believe in that. And I'm like, that's why you lost. Anyway, <laughs> that's what Russia just said. <laughs> anyway, Walker, uh, the Walker who didn't uh, who uh, didn't kill herself, uh, made Carol say that some people can't give up like us because they found a Walker in a barn. Who had a gun and a calendar for some reason? Walking down the days. Walking down the days. Who <laughs> yeah. they died? What was the calendar for anyway? I'm gonna know how long I'm in here. Right. <laughs> it's almost my birthday. So, um, <laughs> so the walker was in there with a calendar and a gun, and it didn't kill herself. And Carol walks over to uh, Maggie, who found the walker, and goes, "Hey, some people can't give up like us." And uh I was like, I don't know. Maggie looks pretty, pretty close to giving up. Right on the edge. Right. And Carol almost gave up a few times. Close. But, you know, mm-hmm. she she's like, you know, hey, I didn't pull the trigger. So, you know, some people can't give up. Um And then uh Rick, well, they sat around a fire in the barn. Uh, oh, because they went to the barn because it was raining so hard that they were like, oh, forget collecting water. We're going to die in a thunderstorm, so let's all go into this barn. They go into the <laughs> barn where Daryl was smoking outside of at first. Um, and uh, they're, they're sitting around, and Rick gives a story where he says, Man, I used to think kids had it worse now, but kids, as I, as every generation thinks, kids have it the easiest. Yep. <laughs> Even in the zombie. It's going to be a zombie apocalypse. It's easy for them, man. They just adapt. Kids can't take a break. Can't catch a break, man. Nope. Kids take an L. Either way it go. Nobody feel bad for kids, man. I thought he would at least be like, damn, these kids got to live in this shit. He was like, yeah, I think it's worse for uh, for them because, I mean, it's worse for us because we got to remember what it was like when it wasn't so fucked up. And that, But that's the truth, though. And he's like, this is life now. Michonne said, this ain't life. Like, and Michonne had this look. It was so dark and the fire was there. And her eyes were so big and she had a look when rick was talking when he started talking about um like when he first started talking about the kids she had a look of support 
and then when he said that this is what life is and she had a look of disdain that was like nigga this ain't life it's terrible i don't want (laughs) to live like this right i still i still hope um i still kind of hope that uh nina's theory last week is right in that rick and michonne are secretly sleeping together because that would be cool i think they are just the way they respond and react to each other she wearing that jersey for him uh <laughs> ho- hopefully he's not disgusted by a-rod no, just, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> uh, i'm just so excited to see a-rod come back <laughs> me too man can't I, wait. I can't be the only one that wish he didn't even apologize i i also wish he didn't apologize <laughs> that's what the suspension was for right mm-hmm. i'll just come out there and play like nothing happened like what <laughs> And I better get my bonuses too. Right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I man. Just, I just show up. Think, think I won't celebrate by myself when I get the motherfucking, uh, the, the next milestone. <laughs> Teammates looking around at me like, man, we losing the game by 15. I'm like, I don't care. What's I'm getting paid. Right. I can't play all the positions. What's right. that got to do with my contract? Not Nothing. A motherfucking thing. Oh. That dude made me a fan by being dirty. <laughs> dude, I didn't even really care about A-Rod until he started cheating. Um, so, uh, Michonne gave him a look. Um, let's see. Um, Rick's, Rick gave a story about his grandpa who apparently was in World War Two or something. Uh, or one or two. And he yeah, was like, story uh, time for Rick, cause Rick don't, Rick don't, normally when they, at, at the campfires, cause remember at the end of season two when they was at the campfires, you know, that speech was completely different. That speech was like, look at all y'all niggas. I saved every motherfucking one of y'all. And y'all either get in or get out. Yeah, that was the Rick Tatership speech. Right. So, yep, when, so when Rick, that was it. So when yeah. Rick get around, um, campfires, normally the stories don't go well. Yeah. Rick's halftime speeches are epic. So Rick was like, uh, look, my granddad was in the war and I was a kid. So I asked him about the war. I said, how many Germans you killed? He said, that's adult stuff. We don't talk about that. And then I said, well, how many did Germans try to kill you? And he was like, look, from the time I landed in enemy territory, I was dead. And so I went out, tried to accomplish my mission every day, do what I was supposed to do. And eventually um, I got to come home from the war, and that's how I survived. And he said, and that's how we survived, basically by treating it like we're dead. And he said, we are the walking dead. And then everybody said, whoa, you blew my mind, Rick. We all all rolled our eyes, right? Right, right. We all rolled our eyes, right? I actually posted the GIF GIF from uh, Weebay in the wire (laughs) when the camera went all around his head like, what? What? Like, Kima a cop? Like, uh, I had that moment. (laughs) Uh, uh, When I heard it, I was just like, that didn't, that didn't, really? It's directly from the comics. But yes, in the comics, is. the speech he gives is more passionate. Because that speech, that yeah. speech looked like, uh, what's his name? Craig Robinson when he goes, it must be a hot tub time, time machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then winks and smiles at the camera. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Except this speech was more like, in the comic book, the speech is more adversarial. Like, someone is making a point against him. And he's like, basically like, wake up, motherfucker. We are the walking dead right and that it's makes like, sense yeah and it's more like oh shit like rick is locked like rick is like fuck you we are the ones that are hopeless right yeah. he's like he's like the zombies are the lucky ones motherfucker you know <laughs> when this one he was more like we're the walking dead guys yay like we're like it's kind of sad but it's kind of cool we still alive 
Yeah, you get it? That's the title of the show. Like, <laughs> that's what he might as well say. Right. Yeah, that's what it should have said after he finished. Robert Kirkman walked in off camera and gave a thumbs up. So, um, so then uh, all this was being said with Carl and Judith sleeping in the background, which I did think was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, cause Rick's mentality is more about his kids and shit and trying to survive for them. And for them. he don't want to give up hope for, for that legacy, uh, which makes sense, you know? Uh, but Daryl said, uh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, we ain't them. I believe it's his exact words. Um, and now let me ask you guys something. What do y'all think we ain't them mean? We ain't them zombies or we ain't them like your grandfather soldiers that are fighting a war i thought he meant we ain't them as in the zombies okay that was my thing like we ain't zombies like i understand what you're trying to say but we this group right here we are not them which makes sense because going back earlier carol reminded him when he said we ain't dead yep uh we still you know have emotions and feelings and shit so okay that's what i connected to me that let me know daryl's back he's in yeah yeah so i felt like that was the moment where i went okay daryl still got hope then daryl saw some zombies by pure fucking luck they didn't even have a lookout somehow he just was walking around at night and was like oh there's zombies oh shit so yeah a whole lot of them going into the barn i don't know if they was getting cold from the rain Ah! i don't know what drew them to the barn but they it was a herd going towards the barn um and I don't, do y'all think the zombies saw them or do y'all think they didn't? I don't think they did. Do you like saw them when, like they knew they were in there? Yeah, when Daryl like went to the door, y'all think the zombies saw them and that's why they kept coming or you just think? I think they realized that they were in there. Okay. I mean, I think they've got to be able to hear them. Can they smell them too? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. They, they never went into that. Yeah, I know they can't smell you when you smell like shit. Right. Um, well, so they definitely smell terrible. Right. Like it just it was just interesting to me because the zombies seemed kind of mindless, but there were yeah. so many of them and well, I just couldn't tell I just honestly couldn't tell if they could see them or not. They might have seen the light because remember they had the campfire going yeah, the fire. I think they could have smelled them even though they do smell terrible. I think they could have smelled them and knew they were in there. Yeah. Which is why that sequence to me was a little bit odd where they all woke up the next morning. Yeah. I think and it was everyone a, wasn't and, pressed up against the door. Right. And they didn't make any noise. I did notice that, which is one of the reasons I thought maybe they are in there. True. You know, maybe they didn't know that they were in there because they made zero noise. Like even yeah. Daryl, when he was pushing against the wall, like didn't say shit to anybody. They just all kind of looked up and realized what was going on. Realized and got on the door. So I don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, I just I, go ahead, Karen. I think that was a dream. You think them all pushing the zombies together was a dream? Yeah, I think that whole sequence was 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 a dream, a bad dream that Maggie was having because right after that it stopped and she wakes up. So I, and everything is fine. So I think that this was that that whole series with Daryl and all that stuff. My personal opinion, it had to be a dream because other than that, the, the, the sequence makes no sense to me. The sequence it just appeared out of out, out of thin air. All of a sudden, this starts happening. And then you turn to the next day. Everything's fine. Everything's well. But when they went out, the, when they went out the next zombies. day, all those zombies were trapped under trees and shit. So those, like the zombies, were there at some point. Because even with her going out with Michonne uh, together in the morning, the zombies were trapped under trees. Like it looked, 
like tornado a, yeah some something yeah some sort of natural weather missed the barn but fucked up them zombies true true and 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 i'm not saying that the zombies may not have been like around the premises Mm -hmm. i'm just saying that the hurricane fucked them up and just wrapped them around the premises but i think my my personal opinion that whole series i think was somebody's dream because it it makes no sense to me any other way i'm gonna go on the record to say i believe it was real and i believe that's why all them zombies was fucked up uh outside because it was no zombies outside when they went in there and then all of a sudden they go outside and there's fucking like 70 zombies just trapped in the trees. I think it was them zombies. It, it, because my thing is this. It makes no sense that that small group was able to hold off that many zombies without some form of a board or something to prevent them. They would have been overran. Like, like But that's that, the symbolism of the group staying together. Is that they... In a if dream they, If they work mind. together... They can overcome the zombies. It's a cliche, but it's true. You I, know? I, I think it was real, too. I don't understand how they woke up from sleeping after yeah. having to hold that door against the horde. Right. That's, see, that part doesn't make any sense to me. I think that's bad editing, and I feel like they should have left in whatever the fuck happened to the zombies. Right. Just the storm, like something. Well, I would have appreciated that. That, tornado, that clearly a tornado came through and crush the building and those yeah. zombies were those zombies were out there right yeah i now, I, now, now that part i'm not debating i do think that they was out there and they was around all that stuff but the whole sequence and the series and nope they're not here with that many zombies you don't hear nobody coming like in my mind i really think that it was a dream sequence a series that maggie was having and this was kind of their way of subconsciously getting into her deep dark place of where she was like giving up on life and things like that because to me i don't know it just uh, it uh, it but like this if it was real they did a terrible fucking job of editing because in my mind it was a dream all right well i i think that'll be the poll for today uh because i think it was real um and then the other thing too is um someone said in the chat room ashanti uh from murder inc um she said that uh is anyone else peed that car left the baby on the ground what is, what is this? A, what is this? A fashion show with Kanye and Kim Kardashian? <laughs> no, I'm not upset at all. He didn't have any choices. What is he gonna do? Put the baby in the stroller? Carl's not a like he's not a small child now. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it was let the zombies come in and kill everyone, including Judith, or survive. And I'm, I'm with I'm with Carl on this. You gotta survive, man. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh. But I thought, you know, hey, I thought it was real. Karen thought it was fake. Uh, and Mike thought it was real. Yeah, I thought it was real. Funny how Daryl and Maggie had a moment uh, at the end because of how much Daryl loved Beth. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were looking at Sasha, and she, he said, uh, you know, she's tough, tougher than um, tougher than you think. Or, no, she's tough. And, no, he was tough. He was talking about Tyrese. He was looking at Sasha and talking yeah. about Tyrese. He said he was tough. And Beth says he was. And then he goes, so was she. She didn't know it, but she was. And he was talking about Beth. Yes. And uh, Mm. I agree, man. Like, one thing that I think anybody that watched the story arc of Beth will say, that girl was way tougher than you really gave her credit for when she first started out. Uh, Yes, she turned into a different person. Yeah. That whole episode of, what was it, the episode with her and Daryl, I mean, that was... 
she was trying she was trying to prove that I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. And even though I might not be 18 right now, and you know we still dispute how old she actually was. She's like, listen, I've lived this life. I'm an adult now. Yeah. Daryl fixed the box and gave it to her. The little with the dancing thing inside. Maggie goes and wakes up Sasha and says, uh, "Come outside." And I'm like, why did she ask her to come outside? Sasha was asleep. Sleeping good like, too. Sleep is a premium in the zombie apocalypse. Don't wake me up for no bullshit. All right, and that's the peaceful Sasha's being. Cause other than that, she's been giving everybody a stank face and trying to fuck everybody up. But like all white feminists, she thought her point was more important. Oh, so Lord. she woke Sasha up from sleep, and they went outside, and they looked into the sunset. And uh, she said, "Why did you bring me out here?" She said, "For this." And then Sasha said, "I see it." <laughs> and in my mind, I I read that as like nigga you got me out of bed for this but she was just like i see it and then she said um um sasha kind of broke down and admitted that she didn't know if she could make it either and when noah had brought that up earlier you know she was feeling the same as noah she just didn't want him to know right she had this tough exterior um so basically she blanked on noah for no reason you know he deserved it though yeah but it's noah right like <laughs> don't you want to kind of cuss him out naturally all the time um and then aaron showed up like well actually twitter and uh said hey i don't mean harm my name's aaron uh i know y'all traveling as a group uh i need to talk to y'all those guns out on him with the quickness the quickness yeah because he fucked up the beautiful sunset like they was chilling and then he said that he was the friend so he, I think he has something to do with that water. And Aaron showed up uh, and said, uh, I know the leader, Rick. And uh, that right when he said Rick's name, the box started working, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then the episode ends. So I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about talk about it now. What do you guys think? What are you looking forward to next week? Karen? Um, I'm looking forward to. Wait, hold up. I have to add this. I've just realized something. They've never done a dream sequence like that before, have they? I don't think so. I don't know, but they constantly changing it up on us all the time. Like, that's one thing I love about the show. You never know what you're going to get. I'm going to roll with that's not being a dream. Because, like, certain shows, like Sopranos, always had, like, a dream episode every season. Uh, Mad Men routinely will have a dream episode every once in a while. they've never done that before i'm gonna roll with them with it not being a dream i feel more certain now that i've thought about it but uh karen oh go ahead i feel like it can if you can do tyrese hallucinating why can't you do a dream sequence you know they did do tyrese hallucinating that's a good point like like they hadn't really well no they've done hallucination before they've done it with rick with the phone and seeing delorean I stand by. I stand by my. There's never been a dream speech. I'm going with uh, dream. Okay, and I'm just. We, yeah, we just gonna disagree on that. Oh, one we gonna disagree, nigga. Yes, we oh, is. we gonna disagree. <laughs> gonna be some disagreement up in here. Uh, go ahead, Karen. What do you think's gonna happen next week? I'm looking forward to uh, how they gonna uh, what they gonna do with a strange man that pop up. Um, cause they gonna they gonna have some questions for him. A lot of questions for him. And I'm I'm just. I got an idea reading the comic of who I think he is, um, but not really sure. Um, and also, I I want to see uh, if they go with him to 
I, I'm assuming he's from another group. That's my assumption. Yeah. Um, cause he's not going to be out there all by himself, you know, and they did the little clips where they were, you know, kind of asking him how many people he was like, it don't matter how many people I tell you, you're not going to believe me. Okay. What about you, Mike? What you looking forward to next week, man? I just don't understand how they can agree to go anywhere with this guy until he shows how he knows who they are. The only people with the exception of Morgan that know who Rick is or anything are, are terrible people. Right. Yeah. yeah all if they're dead. even still alive. Correct. Yeah. I wonder if Morgan maybe it got ahead of them somehow and that's how they know who the leader of the group is. With no car? I, well, I don't know. It's been 17 days, 20, 20 days almost. I just wonder if he could have maybe took the highway or something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just speculating. I'm not saying that's what it is. Yeah, I'm just trying to I think just... of ways to know their names without knowing. Um, no, my, my guess my honest opinion is they probably have scouted the group mm-hmm. they've been following them for quite some time mm-hmm. alan is part of a scout team that actually goes and sees if people are um able to, to join his group right and he's kind of scouted them out and realized they're not dangerous the problem is they are dangerous <laughs> and they are going to fuck alan up before they decide whether to join or not i think alan he might not make it yeah i don't think alan's gonna die but I think they're going to know damn well he's telling the truth through various Guantanamo means uh, to, fight, to figure out. I mean, it's going to be ugly. But this group is not like one thing that's been established the last two seasons is this is no longer the, the green, yeah. trustworthy group that we started with. And, and I think for me, the biggest issue that I have with him, he too motherfucking clean. Yeah, he's but, real clean. You but call shit, like, you hot, like you fresh out the shower. But isn't that the kind of group you want to join? No, True. no, no. Niggas show up as, looking pert plus. I'm like, hold up. What's the deal? No, like, how no can I be down? No, but, 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 but and the thing is, like, from the person, from their perspective, there's like, if you're clean, we know that you come from a group. And why the fuck are you clean? And what are your people doing to be like, like, I would have so many questions for you. Oh, of course there's questions, but I, I don't know, Karen. I feel like and everything ideally that, that's the guys who group I want to join is the clean people. Just because you clean, are you fuck around and you be the governor or some shit? You know, just because you pretty on the outside don't mean you good on the inside. Well, obviously, but long as you don't smell like grilled humans, I'm actually gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna at least hear you a barbecued out. Barbecued Bob ribs. Yeah, like send a couple people with him back to his crew. Like, it's not like everyone has to show up, you know, just send a couple people to scout it out and figure out. If everything's on the up and up. And I think what these people will realize um, is that uh, Rick's crew is is not to be trifled with. It's, what, what you don't have to worry about is them walking into a trap. That ain't going to happen. Right. No, it's not. So, like, I, what? Just, I just can't get over the idea that if they've been being followed, how would Daryl miss that? Yeah, yeah. That Well, maybe they're that good. Yeah. You know? Is that that you we know? talked about him getting scouted out and being followed, but just the idea of Daryl missing something, like of that. all of them missing it, but specifically Daryl because missing he's good that, in the tracking. Just, yeah. Well, you know what? Daryl's been grieving though. Yes, yeah, so he, he ain't been, been on his A game. He ain't been on his A game like normal man. This nigga was crying over dead deers and shit, uh, burning himself with cigarettes. I can see him missing some some sli- some signs, man. Because he yeah, and they've been dehydrated. They lost their cars. Like I can see. You know, and maybe we don't know how long they've been tracking them, you know. Yeah. Um, 
maybe they have some listening devices or something i don't know but i feel like we'll find out man but uh yo uh thank you so much mike for doing this review with us bro thank you we really do back on the uh one last thing before i hit this before i go to bed then i gotta get a little work done yes sir thank you guys so much for having me always good to talk the walking dead uh i will be listening to the show tomorrow so make sure the people in the chat room pick a good baller alert Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, hey, you know what, man? If you want to pick the ball alert, we can do it. Uh, we can do it now or or later. <laughs> I'll give you the choices. I'll do, what do we? I'll do. I'll, I'll, I would love to pick the baller alert. Okay. okay. Shots fired online. Now what? By Queen Ivanya. Hmm. Groupie tells I had sex with Chris Brown after the Grammys. I'm scared for that one. <laughs> Group. I feel like I had more of these. Give me one second, man. Hold up. Something's not right. I feel like I saved a couple more of these. In my listening time, I like Queen Ivania. Yo, nobody ever picks hers, but I I like her her audio. Okay, so all right. Then we got Groovy Tales, Mario took me back to the hotel and dot dot dot. Um like Mario the singer from the singer. like mm-hmm, from Bad Boy. Uh, ballerific relationships, men, inconsistent men, shame on you by Milligree. <laughs> and K. Michelle breaks it off with Bobby Mays, says he's fame hungry. Bobby Mays nudes. Um, uh, and how to become a rapper in 2015 by at Nick So Fly. Okay. It's either got to be Queen Ivania or, uh, what is it, Milligree? Milligree, uh, Milligree. the ballerific relationships, inconsistent men, shame on you by Milligree. Like that one. That's gotta be the one. All right. Okay. We will do that one, man. So you know what to look forward to. Uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to do some news and then we're going to do that, that ball alert when it's time, man. So sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, chat room. Thanks everybody. See you guys later. Peace, Peace. man. Later. Check out Mike on, uh, on, uh, on bleacherreport.com. Uh, also follow him on Twitter at in the bleachers. He recovers college football. If you guys are into that, uh, I suggest you follow him. If you're not into that, I suggest you follow him anyway. He's just a fucking, a true pleasure to, to follow on Twitter. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get into some news. Apparently, um, Afro man. Who? Oh, wait. I forgot to say one more. God damn it. I'm sorry that Mike's off for this. I forgot to say one more thing about that episode of Day Walking. I feel like that whole thing was about the five stages of grief and loss. One, denial and isolation. Um, I feel like the isolation part um, was, you know, like Sasha and um, uh, Maggie and Daryl, they all were kind of isolated from the group this year, this week. Yes. Anger. Sasha was trying to kill those. um, A lot of anger. Yeah, she had a ton of, of just anger uh also maggie lashed out at the preacher yeah so i felt like there was there was anger there uh bargaining and i feel like daryl was mad at himself uh bargaining uh i thought there was bargaining like when um uh what's his name threw away uh gabe threw away his um collar you know i think he felt like you know like god's not gonna get me out of this i'm done praying about this stuff i felt like um um, 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 Maggie with, uh, trying to kill the zombie to get closure. Like that would help bring it about. That would, that wasn't going to do anything. Um, you know, um, trying to kind of like find ways out when it just wasn't. Then depression, obviously. Yeah. Not drinking the water and, 
uh burning yourself with the cigarettes and all that and then finally five acceptance i thought that was the what you call a dream sequence but what i think was real like everyone coming together and kind of accepting their fate um i just felt like all that was real so Hmm. uh but yeah i just i don't know maybe i'm off on that but that's just how i felt so um afro man the uh rapper uh who you may i don't know if you remember afro man's music care now you know who you talking to now okay all right i'll play some afro man um remember this it's like i don't care about nothing man roll another blunt yeah Yeah, i heard this before oh yeah i'm in this song I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. La da da and I don't know why. Why, man? Well, yeah, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La da 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 da. I was gonna go to class. Then I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could've cheated and I could've passed. But then I got high. La da da da. And I know why. Why, yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna pay for the work, but then I got high. I just got a new promotion, but then I got high. And I know why. Yeah, yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna. Okay, so it goes on like this forever. Okay, guys. That's what it's about. <laughs> All right. Um, well, apparently, um, a fan rushed the stage at his concert, a woman, and uh, Afro Man may have put them hands on her. <laughs> she came out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, like she was drunk on stage. He was playing his guitar. Now, I don't know. I don't know if he never saw her or what. Oh, oh, in his mind, she was just somebody. It's one of those things. It could go two ways. I think he just said, "You're a person around me. Who are you?" Whap, and oh shit, is a woman kind of after the fact. Mm-hmm. Or either it was like, I don't care who you are. You're around me. His is two piece. <laughs> But yeah, people gonna have something to say because he he knocked the hell out of that. Now, what do you think? Looking at this, looking at this footage, I feel like he did make like he knew she was on stage. Like, look at this at the beginning. Doesn't it look like he saw her? Yeah, I think he did. He didn't better just pushing her or something. So she started oh. dancing next to him, and I think it was actually an open hand slap. 
if you look at his hand I feel like it was an overhead slap and not a punch but you know what I mean, with the speed and ferocity of a punch, I'm not saying that as a positive. Right, right. And it's just one of those things. It's sad, but it doesn't even matter, dog. You put your hands on a woman and it got caught on tape. Then he goes back to playing his guitar. He does not look like... He does not look like he was shocked that he hit a woman at all. Nope. The woman got up, pulled her pants up, and kind of stumbled off. And I guess this white dude she was with must be her boyfriend, a friend, or something. He went to go check on her. He actually put his hands up like, hey, I don't, don't hit me. I'm just trying to get her. Yeah, you like the the father in Friday at the Red at the Red got punched by Debo. <laughs> right. Like uh, no. no. Don't want none of that. He was like yeah, because he said something to him. Yeah, he, he went to go get her or something. So cops all Afro man off stage. Oh, yes. And he knows why. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he punched a female fan in the face instead of getting high. And the video of the incident is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you deserve all of them charges. Was she wrong with being on stage? Yes. Did you put your hands on her? No. That's the purpose of having security guards at this function. You got a microphone in front of you. Be like, hey, y'all need to get her. Right. I was trying to play my song, but I got high. (laughs) I was going to play it all night long, but then then I I got got high. Now I'm sitting in jail, and I know why. Yeah. Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna slap her face, but then I got high. I was gonna put that bitch in the place, and then I got high. (laughs) Alright, so the rapper. Yeah, you know, I bet you that's what she was saying when her ass hit the ground. Now I feel like a disgrace, and I know why. Yeah, yeah, cause I got punched. Cause I got punched. Cause I got punched. La da 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 da. I walk my singing. ass on the stage. Cause, cause I, I got high. Ooh, I didn't know he was gonna punch me because I, I was high. La da 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 da. Snuck past the security guards and I know why. Why man? Hey, cause I got punched. Because I got punched. Because I got punched. Don't take your ass up on stage, bitch. No, you didn't deserve to get punched, but you don't do that. And that's a fail on the security there. Oh, man. Um, the rapper was performing in Biloxi, Mississippi. Well, you, I guess if you get a chance to punch a white woman in Biloxi, Mississippi, I mean, you almost got to. <laughs> you know, for the ancestors. This is Black History Mom. <laughs> yeah, you deserve to go to jail too. Yeah, I feel like he hit her and said, Black History Mom, bitch. Like, yeah, like me and Justice do at the gym. On yeah, uh, take, take these handcuffs with you too. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, when the woman somehow got on stage and started dancing next to Afro Man, then suddenly, without warning, he turned and landed a right hand haymaker to her face. He obliterated the woman who went down hard, but Afro Man kept on performing. Witnesses say she was bleeding and crying, but somehow she managed to get up on her own. But cops eventually stopped the show, escorted him off stage, arrested him outside the venue. He was booked for assault. Yeah, and he should be. And also, I bet you one thing, won't nobody else take their ass up there on the stage ever again. Maybe he was sober. 
you know he might not have been high a little bit mm-hmm. high would be all right afro man's rep says the rapper had no idea if the fan was a man or a woman oh he's a goddamn lie he just reacted to someone being on stage the rep claims that there was a lack of security at the venue to keep fans off the stage the rep added that it is totally out of character for afro man who was released late tuesday after paying 330 dollars bond i don't i don't believe that because i have a okay let's 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 say for benefit of the doubt right that you didn't see her mm-hmm. once you punched her and she hit the ground there was no sense of concern about her hitting the ground at all once you hit her at that period of time you should have realized that it was a woman that you hit and not a man mm-hmm. and not at any period of time did you turn around with any concern in your heart about her well-being and her safety mm-hmm. you need all of them charges all the charges player don't be trying to avoid none of them charges. You catch them charges, brother. Right, you catch them. J- 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 you put it like this. Just like uh, you didn't know if it was a man or a woman, they don't care nothing about you being a black man. They're going to put them handcuffs on you and take your ass on the way. You punch that woman in the face. Right. She was just trying to get in the discussion, but then she got high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she went to the stage, and she was rushing, and then she got high. Mm-hmm. Now she got a concussion, and she don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could you imagine? I took my girlfriend to the show, and we got high. She walked her ass on the stage, and I know why. I seen that bitch go down, and I got scared. Hey, hey, because I don't want none. I don't want none. I don't want none. As a man. Then I had to take my ass on that stage. I had to look that black man in his face and said no. As a as a as a man as a man, do you feel some kind of way? Cause like you came to the show with your woman, and she got punched in her face in front of you, and you just gotta let her go out like that. Yeah, uh, uh, put it like this: either that, or you gonna you gonna take that ass whooping too. You you make yeah. the choice as a man. Someone put a link to another YouTube video where he threw a kid off a stage at Thompson House. It's only eleven seconds long. <laughs> damn okay no 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 okay that's it you got a problem with tossing people fans off stage you in fact i will show this and get whatever they were gonna charge you with they need to charge you more time Oh, because either you get security guards to stand around your black ass because <laughs> it looks like when people get around you, you just toss them fuckers off of, sta- off of your stage. You can't do this. Afro I'm man. supposed to been sued. I think Afro man is what happens when you just get sick of white people's shit. Cause they all treat you like a joke. Hey, Afro man, I'm high. You know what? I, I, that's like, this is what happens when you have decades of high white people around you. Right. And they play your shit and they come high yeah. and they probably constantly fuck with him and, and do shit. He was like, Oh, nope. Today is not the day. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Afro man. You, you need all of them charges, my friend. Now he has admitted that this is not, this is the second time he's hit someone on stage. I don't believe that. He that, apologizes for to mm-mm. to the woman. These were just the ones that got caught on film. No, nah, you do you did this frequently, sir. Yeah, uh, he said he apologized after being caught on video uh, punching a female fan to the floor. She attempted to dance with him, and he's now gonna check in the rehab. rehab. Afro man gonna check in the rehab? Are you serious? How you gonna check in the rehab? 
what is this? What what does rehab have, what are to, you do, even have gonna, to do with you punching her in the face? What are you going to perform from now on? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you checking into rehab like I'm going to go to work uh but oh, I don't get high anymore, guys. I I'm actually going to not get high. I want to mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is your thing like this right here, this d- d- tossing white folks off the stage is your thing, so you can't do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, guess went on TMZ, said he messed up big time. He was wrong for punching that female fan. Shouldn't have done that. Word. But he was high. Ba-da-da-da-da. I want to apologize for my actions. Um, I'm enrolling in some anxiety foundation right now. I'm trying to get it done. I was, I love my fans. I go early these days to meet and greet them, hang out with them. It was an early show. I usually play at night and I've had my dinner and, you know, I medicate, I get right. But it was an early show. It was Mardi Gras. Um, I had to walk like a half a mile to get to the place. I had my frustrations to make a long story short. And I had a guy that was on the side of the stage. He was yelling at me, yelling some obscenities I don't want to really repeat. But these girls got on stage and I asked them to leave. I was trying to keep rapping. And um, one girl left and I thought both of them left and the guy was still over there hollering from the side of the stage. So as I'm playing, I'm thinking it's the guy starting to heckle my actor, do something to me. Like when people get on stage, you don't know what they're doing. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm just trying to finish up my, just do my job. And uh, I thought it was that guy. And I, man, I turned around and, you know, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen the video. What are you? What do you when you see that video? What what do you think about the way you reacted? It was wrong. Um. So all these years, Afro man been getting high to protect y'all from him. Apparently so. Uh. So yeah. You know. He apologized. Now he's gonna go to. It sounded like he was bullshitting. What do you say? Some anxiety program? Like it didn't mm-hmm. sound like he had really looked into that. Mm-mm. Um. So. Mm-mm. No. What does any of that got to do with you punching her in the face on the stage? He asked if it was ever happened before. He said it was the second time. Asked if it happened before. He said, "When I'm rapping, I put my heart into it, whether people realize it or not. And I'm doing my job, and it irritates me when someone's main goal is to mess up what I'm doing." When I'm trying to make my bread and butter, when I'm trying to pay my taxes, I'm paying my, trying to pay my bills, I need a good show. So I had this other guy do that in Cincinnati. You know, this is the second time this happened. I'm going to call a timeout. I need to come up with a better plan. So he didn't have time to get high before the show. And so he hit her because he was sober. Man. He added that there was a guy yelling at him from the side of the stage for a group of girls joined him and began dancing. As, as most of them were removed, one remained nearby, and he thought it was the guy trying to heckle my act. When people get on stage, you don't know what they're doing. I'm just trying to do my job. I thought it was that guy. Uh, he said, I turned around, and you know, man, shit. 
it was wrong i shouldn't have slapped her with an open hand and security should have been there i'm just just here to do me i shouldn't what happened shouldn't have happened i'm just trying to make the best out of a bad situation blame security for not escorting people off stage right and that was me i'd have been like hey security like i'd have stopped the whole show like hey security do your job if y'all want to show get this bitch off stage yeah well afro man is now uh jail man yes he is jailbird mm-hmm. speaking of jail and hip-hop Nicki minaj's road crew member got killed in a stabbing and one member got stabbed oh shit uh, one member of Nicki minaj's touring crew was killed and another seriously injured early wednesday morning following an altercation in philadelphia shout out to philly um where rehearsals for Nicki Minaj's upcoming trek were underway. Two members of my team were stabbed last night in Philly. One was killed. Uh, she tweeted. Because that's how we get our news now. They, they had only been there for two days rehearsing for the tour. Devon Pickett, a roadie, was killed after an argument broke out at Philadelphia's Shea Bar and Grill. Eric Parker, another man involved with Minaj's rehearsals, survived multiple stab wounds to his side in the incident and was taken to an area hospital in critical condition. Mm. The suspect, allegedly an ex-employee of the restaurant, is still at large. We believe that both the victims as well as the perpetrators were all inside of this bar, and that's when the argument started. Uh, Minaj posted a photo of the two victims on Instagram, writing, Unbelievable, Eric on the right is recovering another senseless act of violence that took the life of a great guy. So sad. As news of Pickett's death spread, artists who have worked with the stagehands sent their condolences on social media. Rihanna posted a photo of Pickett that with a catch in their red. Can't believe this is true. One of the nicest, coolest, funniest people I've ever met and toured with. We had so much fun together. Sad to lose a beautiful spirit like yours. Pickett had worked with Rihanna when the singer appeared on Kanye West's Glow in the Dark tour. Sadly, the last three tweets on Pickett's Twitter made hours before his death read, hashtag life. Ha- wait life hashtag god is the greatest namaste and be great mm. ironic um see what else is going on buffy the vampire slayer star nicholas brendan got arrested again at the comic book convention not xander no oh my goodness why can't you stay out of jail right uh updated 2 20 p.m p pt Brandon tells rep TMZ, Nicholas is unfortunately battling a disease that most of us don't understand. We're working with him to improve upon the situation at hand and look toward the future. He's sorry for his actions and takes that what happened last night very seriously. We will take great care to ensure his safety in the future. What, is, what disease? Alcoholism or something? Yeah, whatever it is, because uh, it seems like the all the other main, like main, main characters, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, doing something else, you have... Um, which we call it? He has bones. Mm-hmm. You have which we call it doing how to um, why I, uh that mother show crap. How I Met Your Mother, which mm-hmm. I think they just ended that series, and you have uh, Buffy doing her own thing. So he the only one that didn't guess have any longevity in his career. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he was he's in big trouble. He was arrested for felony grand theft at Hilton Hotel. He was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, of course, oh, Florida, for a comic book convention. And authorities say he got rip-roaring drunk, trashed his hotel room, and ended up asleep in the hotel employee's office. Oh, shit. 
he did $450 worth of damage to the room and was on the hook for nearly $380 in food and beverages. Cops say Brendan refused to pay, and that's when he was charged with grand theft. Um, sounds like the convention folks paid for his room, but he was pissed he didn't get more because just hours before his arrest, he tweeted, Hey, twatters, I'm stuck in Fort Lauderdale with no per diem, no hotel, no ride to the airport. Thanks at Shock Pop CC. Uh, Brendan, who has had issues at comic conventions before this, he was arrested last October for a disturbance at an Idaho hotel. Two days later, he apologized and said he was going to rehab. Guess that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. A few days before the latest, latest arrest, Brendan was said he split from his wife for five months. Damn, not Xander. Well, that sucks, Xander. Um, that's why you don't marry a half demon woman. Not everybody's able to make that kind of thing work out. All right. Lord. Uh, uh, there's a bid for guns, a law that has let people have guns on college campuses because it will deter rape. Proving once again that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to say? No. Okay. Mm. Proving that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll just um, let you talk whenever you're ready. Um, so. To solve the problem of rape, you don't put guns in people's hands? Yep. By the way, the problem that they don't believe exists. Right. Except unless it allows people to have guns. Right. Then, of course, women are getting raped at a at much too high rate. Right. Conservatives have basically been arguing that rape doesn't exist on college campuses and it's all made up and statistics are... A bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah, the numbers don't count. Unless somehow you can use those numbers to get guns on campus, in which case... Rock on, Wayne. Fuck you. No guns do not need to be on college campuses. I mean, party on, Wayne. Nobody right? Fire starter. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Guns don't need to be on college campuses. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, they need to be banned. Um, It's, you know, because in just my opinion is for safety. Um, And also, I think that uh, so now these women are going to have these guns. And these men now, right, are going to have these guns, these men to be raping women. Now you're going to have more women being raped at gunpoint? Yeah, do the rapists not get guns too? Right. Is, is this only applied to women? Because, all right, you're opening this up to everybody, right? All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Fuck you. Uh, Dennis K. Baxley was a state representative said if you got a person that's raped because you wouldn't let them carry a firearm to defend themselves i think you're responsible well how about if you get a person that's raped because you wouldn't let universities pass new standards of consent because you decided that rape is just a misunderstanding between a woman and a man and that really is women's fault what about that but you want to add guns into the situation not to mention guns don't make things what's gonna keep a rapist from getting a gun that's my whole point. Yeah. So now I got to get raped at gunpoint. Fuck right. you. Assholes. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Right. This shit. Oh, that story we covered about Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, the New York Post said that uh, it's a big hoax. And he had let it ride for a bit. But is somebody stalking him? This is from June 6, 2014. I remember one of, oh. And it was messing up his draft status. Right. 
like people were making shit up about him he said it was all a joke to me i heard about it a long time ago and just laughed and thought it was funny when it slowly slowly progressed i was like this is not true this person just doing whatever they basically got caught in a lie because they said that he went to england with this girlfriend that they made up um forget what her name was erica mendez but uh he's never been outside the country he doesn't even have a passport so he was like i don't know where they got that from i got to it got to a point where i felt like i needed to talk to somebody that has just gotten out of hand i don't know what higher level has gotten to i mean it could have gone to um he said so that was it basically but uh, apparently it's not real so odb had to give us an update um and let us know that uh somebody out here lying on his ass um let's see what else we got here uh three women got arrested after a man glassed wait three women arrested after man glassed during valentine's day screening of 50 shades what is glassed what does that mean mm. witnesses claim drunk women were vomiting in the aisles of the grosvenor cinema in glasgow's west end saturday night a Valentine's day cinema screening of 50 shades of gray ended in chaos when three women were arrested for attacking a man witnesses claimed the busted the bust up started after the victim asked the worst for the wear women to quieten down during a viewing of saturday on saturday evening well that's his fault right you in there with all these fucking women they they they, they looking like uh you don't got to be here <laughs> yeah, it's like going to the super bowl and asking the fans to be quiet right it's not happening it's their party guys all right it's right not us right and you show up think you're gonna rain they was like motherfucker i got to deal with all your bullshit all the time fuck you police didn't rush to groves Vinner cinema in glasgow's west end where they arrested three women cinema visitors also claim the man had been glassed and that have that staff were forced to wipe blood from the seat before the next screening so i guess he Some, was hit with glass yeah somebody said it stabbed in the face with broken glass shit these women ain't fucking around right they was like this is my party i had to deal with all your your football bullshit your soccer bullshit your baseball they was like you will not ruin this party fuck you but police have dismissed suggesting that glass was using the assault investigations are now taking place determining the exact circumstances but it is understood no one suffered serious injuries in the incident michael bolton 33 from glasgow had gone to see the raunchy flick with his wife yvonne 32 uh he said he saw three women being arrested when he arrived he said besides being the worst film i have ever seen three (laughs) (laughs) what three women were getting arrested and put in a police van we arrived a woman came out of the theater and said that a guy had been glassed one woman was in handcuffs and another two women were in tears she said that three or four girls had been very loud and were shouting the man that asked him to shut up and he was glassed it's a cinema where you can buy a drink only in glasgow police call to the cinema this type of behavior happens at clubs and nightclubs but you don't expect that at a cinema the guys at the cinema were tidying up the blood before going in they were wiping down the seats before the start of the 8 20 p.m film yeah them women were probably drunk them women was like we can't horny right correct and it's one of those things where he came in there, and I guarantee you, it wasn't, please, ladies, be quiet. It was like, bitches, shut up. They was like, oh, bitches, shut up. 
stab 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 all in your fucking face it doesn't even matter what he said it sound like bitches shut up right i'm repeating what they heard it, he you know what y'all he could have been reasonable like he he could have been the one of the most reasonable people in the world mm-hmm. but they was like nope it said um we heard the guy ask we heard that a guy had asked the women to quiet it down because they were spoiling the film and one of them hit him with a bottle so they must have been giving spoilers you know how like nerds go to uh oh. star wars films and they say the lines before they come like you know uh do or do not tr- there is no try and it's just like hey man i was actually waiting for that line you didn't need to say that uh so they might be doing that with 50 shades a guy who had been in the cinema said it pretty much unprovoked and the victim was shocked. Another worker on Ashton Lane said the women looked worse for the wear with drink as she was bundled into the police car. Uh, she, he said there were three women being led outside. I'm not sure, uh, on if, if, of what one of them was cuffed. She looked worse for the wear with drink. Uh, governor, uh, Grosvenor Cinema spokeswoman said, I can confirm that the incident that an incident occurred Saturday, the 14th of February, following an early evening showing of Fifty Shades of Grey. This is an isolated incident, incident that was dealt with rapidly by cinema staff and stewards, as a result of which police Scotland attended and made an arrest. Despite press reports, nobody was glassed and the wine bottle was not used as a weapon. Those involved did not require hospital attention. So, man... People not playing about Fifty Shades of Grey, man. Mm-mm. Them, them women were fed up. They was like, nope. You could, you probably could have told them that in any other movie, any other day, and they probably would let that gloss right on past them. But they was like, not today and not this movie. Right. Um, brutally honor, brutally honest Oscar ballot, 2015. They had an anonymous female Academy member give Patricia R. Uh, give sorry her reasoning for her votes in the for the oscars for everyone talking about they see all the films and Mm -mm. they pick one which one is the best well here's uh the mentality behind one of them um so the things i found notable were um uh she gave patricia arquette a nod for having no work done in 12 years meaning no plastic surgery yeah, they people too. Y'all, y'all really think that they actually watch a lot of these movies, and y'all really think they actually critiquing them to the T. They, they're people. They got y'all food, and especially if they watch movies for a goddamn living, they probably watch hundreds and thousands of movies, probably through the course of a year, more than most people watch in their lifetimes. They've probably seen in a year. Yeah, after a while, it gets to ticky tack shit because after a while, you've seen the same plot. You've seen the same storyline. People, you know. People- yeah, I guess I'm just surprised that they actually think they would tell somebody. And that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought you'd just keep this shit to yourself. Self, yeah, I've always assumed that, you know, they just do whatever because at the end of the day, it really don't matter, you know. A lot of times they might vote for shit that ask other people their opinions and vote for shit based off of that, not based off of their honest critique of shit. Yeah. And uh, give me a second because uh, this dude in the chat said, the same women who love this Twilight rape fantasy fan fiction burned Ray Rice re- uh, jerseys. Uh, his name is Hey Greggy. Um, Greg, that's stupid as shit. Okay? That's one of the dumbest things I ever heard in my life. Um, That's like saying... Well, the same people that enjoyed uh, going to see 
the born identity think it's wrong to just kill people in the middle of the street yeah because a fucking movie it's fictional you might think something fictionally is okay but in reality it's fucking not okay that happens all the time mm-hmm. so don't yeah don't bring that bullshit to the chat room bro come on now um you know if you said oh the same people that think it's not okay to drive at a high rate of speed and 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 and, and drop your car over a ravine into a tank go see fast and furious seven yeah we do because we don't think that shit is okay stupid come on man jesus christ what's wrong with people being stupid gotta have some critical thinking still to fuck with our show man like oh sometimes i think our show's getting too big like i'm starting to find fans now where i'm just like no you you can't be right and, and, no one's this and, stupid and listens to us right and, and, and because like i say me and you function differently you feel like you are obligated to talk i'm not like i'm like oh fuck it but you feel like you, you have well, to how engage can you, when i see stupid shit like this no one should let this slide you know, when I see some stupid shit like that in the chat room, I definitely want to say something because that's so stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But you know, but, I don't think I, I don't think anyone's doing anybody any favors by pretending these motherfuckers not saying this shit. You know, like I saw it, you saw it, the other people in the chat room saw it. We shouldn't let it slide. You know, in my opinion, um, am I down in the in the thing? Because for some reason, it's showing me not you, on the screen. You black. All right, uh, let me try refreshing. But, uh, yeah, so this person was giving their, I, their points. And, I, you know, it's a very long read. I don't want to go through all of it. But one of the reasons they said they didn't vote for, for Selma is because um, they thought that Selma was uh, the actors wearing the I Can't Breathe shirts and Black Lives Matter shirts or whatever. They, they were turned off by that. So they said. Yeah. I could see somebody being that petty. Yeah. Which is fucked up though, cause that's the people that vote for this shit. And this is the stuff that people right. hold up there is like, isn't this a great example of, Mm-mm. you know, this was the best movie because these people decided it was the best movie? No, it's no diversity. Like if you really want diversity, you have to have diverse people voting. Right. And you don't. Right. You don't have people of diverse backgrounds with diverse life experiences and shit like that and because if you did a lot of shit that wins would not win like if you right. really had it spread more evenly because it's a lot of black people that tend to be like oh that's some bullshit they wouldn't vote for it but it's right. one of those things where because i think that for a lot of these award shows um it's 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 an elite thing like when people vote for a lot of shit people vote on mvp for for football people vote on this shit it's 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 one of those things people take pride in looking at you and going, well, you're not going to make it. I'm going to be sure you're not going to make it. And they campaign to their friends to be sure you don't win or and shit like that, just being petty because they're people. And right. so at the end of the day, I, I don't know why people act like these people always, always make the best decisions because they don't. Because like I said before, if you were, if, if this was about what the quote unquote people wanted, which is never about what the people wanted, want is about what the, what the voters want, which is a small group. Um, because if you won't do this correctly, you would open this shit out to fans. Like you would say, Hey fans, these are the list of movies. Let y'all vote. We let the critics vote too, but we'll do 50, 50 or 75, 25 or something like that. But you, but you don't take any of that consideration because fuck the fans. Cause at the end of the day, we don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, 
it's, it's just kind of stupid like that so I, I i'm surprised that um I, I mean i'm not surprised by the mentality i'm surprised that that person put that comment out there for an article like hey here's what i thought here's brutal my brutal honesty it's like well it sounds kind of like stupid racism and pettiness right but you know what they didn't put they name yeah you know they're just trying to you know but at least we got to see a peek behind the blinds because that's what i've been saying mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that, and and that's another reason why a lot of times when it comes to these washers, I wash them, but I don't, I don't know, I don't take it to heart or get, you know, mad and upset and all in my feelings when some people don't win because I know the people that voting don't care about the things that I like and enjoy and and things like that. And so at the end of the day, I can't take you but so seriously. This is one reason why I enjoy the BET awards and some of these other awards that are more catered towards us because they a lot of times cover shit that we care about. It is not the fact that, you know, we all agree on the same thing. But, you know, I know that Charlie Wilson is going to perform. Charlie Wilson is never going to perform at any of these larger uh, uh, platforms and he is one of the best performers, you know, mm-hmm. but they will never give him a chance. Even though you, you take his voice, you cut and chop and screw it and, and, and make it background and, and have him, you know, all this shit. He will never be on that platform. Same thing with Lettucey and some of these other people. Like, they will never sing on these larger platforms. But yet you turn around and you tell me how these platforms are supposed to represent everybody. How these platforms, you know, a quote unquote, of are, 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 are your peers and the, and, and the, and the excellent of your peers. In the, in the same time when you have Denzel Washington not win it for Malcolm X when this is when he should have deserved it you gave him the award for some other bullshit you know and same thing you know and that's just my personal opinion about it that's when I started to peep gowns like, okay all, all this is a farce and I just don't care no more yeah I understand I mean but somebody gotta fight the good fight we can't just abandon all the platforms that we don't get respect on or else what's the point you know what I mean? That, that's so, true. Someone has to say something and stand up to this kind of shit. Um, so I'm glad we got the reasoning out there so people can say, you know, this is why we need more black voters. You know, if, if, if the point is you can be petty, then let some black people be petty in. Right. You know? Right. And the thing, the thing about it's just the more diverse. Just be more diverse. Yeah. And the thing about diversity, when you start being diverse, the opinions of the people and the views will change and it won't be dominated by old black men that just vote year after year after year after year. Wiz Khalifa wants more custody of their one-year-old son between him and Amber Rose. He says she's a bad mom. Uh, According to him, he has a laundry list of complaints, including Amber often stays out all night, requiring that relatives and staff take over. The family dog eats his own feces and then licks Sebastian's face. When she wakes up, she'll play with the kid for 15 minutes or so and then disappear. Amber and her mom have a volatile relationship laced with shouting matches and vulgar exchanges, which upset the boy. And during the arguments, the N-word has been hurled by Amber's mom. He has not filed legal documents to change custody, but they're told that this is coming on TMZ, which is why he's getting relatives and others involved in helping him make a case. Here's the thing, though. Um, we have heard Wiz Khalifa's music. Right. Am I really supposed to and, believe and he don't you, say the N-word? And you look permanently high. You look goddamn high. Every time I see you, you look like you're high, dog. Yeah. What a weird, weird situation. It's be. weird and it's strange. Yeah. And the, and the thing about it 
is as long as there's no physical abuse for the child. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, a lot of this is that he don't want to give up, get up on the money. Yeah. Uh, Drake's surprise album set Spotify records. Good for him. Uh, the music streaming service said too that the rapper's new album, if you're reading this, is too late. Set the record for the most streams from an album in his debut week, uh, with 17.3 million streams in three days. Yeah, uh, you know what? And honestly, a lot of people are not, especially in the music industry, are not going to like the way artists play this. Artists are becoming smarter, and artists are realizing that now we can go, especially once you get to a certain status, you can go directly to the fans and knock out a lot of the middlemen and save time and more money in your pocket honestly like you literally can uh, because all these people streaming this a lot of people are gonna buy it you know yeah, maybe so- i mean even if they don't buy it i think it's time that the music industry kind of get a hold of the fact that hey people are this streams count as listens yes they do yeah Yes, they do. Because, and then the thing is, like, you're paying for the service. So they're getting, uh, if, even if it's a small percentage, they're getting a percentage of the, every time somebody clicks plays and go listen. It wouldn't surprise me if people start releasing their shit through Spotify, iTunes, and hard copies all at the same time pretty soon. You know, and all those platforms should count against plays and listens. Yeah, and it gets purchases, purchases too. And I think that the music industry—they're slow to adapt, they're slow to adjust because you have people who have been fighting against the machine on the change on the wave of music. You've been fighting and fighting, and, and it's a losing battle. It's like you're you're not being innovative, you're not being you're not pushing the edge. Uh, of of technology with like as the technology come you're not adapting or when you adapt by the time you adapt to it it's too late by the time you come and want to write these rules and regulations on how people should behave themselves in these platforms people have been in these platforms so long that they're not going to change their buying behaviors they're not going to change their listening behaviors just because you pump a lot of money into it thinking that your money is going to make a difference and also i think that for a lot of traditional platforms the radio, but like this, the radio will never die because you have some people that always listen to the radio. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that are turning the radio off, especially a lot of younger generation. They're turning the radio off and they're finding other platforms and other ways to get their music. And it's not the mainstream format and they just need to get over it. And until they do, they're going to have a problem instead of watching the award show and y'all talking about y'all need to pay these people. You know what? If that's the case, why do y'all have these contracts duking people out of every motherfucking dime with these three sixes? If you're, you're so goddamn concerned about the artists and the writers and all these people, you co- you're constantly taking these people money. But at the same time, when your money is affected, all of a sudden somebody's supposed to have sympathy and compassion yeah um some people are saying that free cast is freezing on them oh it is um that's what they're saying in the chat room um but uh yeah um it's gonna be interesting to see what's going on with drake though because i do feel like if you start quantifying um the 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 streams oh they just need to refresh okay all right if you start quantifying the streams um uh, as opposed to just album sales and record plays um that could be a, a good look because i know the billboard said they were thinking about counting streams 
towards album sales and album plays and popularity of singles and stuff. And and and, and they should because right people don't buy anymore. People just they, you, you know you're lucky if you get a hundred thousand copies like. Them millions and, 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 and millions sold, like, physical copies. Not talking about downloads, like, physical. Them days is over. Like, it's a rarity that you get an artist that goes double and triple platinum and all that stuff. Not off a of download, but off a of physical, I got a CD, I put it in my CD player. Them days is gone. And so, they're still looking for the heyday of this is the way to do business, and it's not. And I think they should count it because it does matter. People are still spending money. They just spend it in, spend it in other ways that are not as profitable to them. Yeah. Um. All right. Bravo's Real Housewives franchise has created a platform where women, those with a morsel of intelligence, can create and promote their own businesses. But Kenya Moore is running into some drama with a Janet uh, Hubert, who you might know as the Black Aunt Viv. Uh-oh. While most housewives stick to their reign to the reigns they are familiar with, fashion, alcohol, acting, health and fitness, Kenya Moore dabbles into the creative aspect of film. Unfortunately, that appears to be a bust, or at least her business decorum is. Moore has found her way into more drama. This time it is involving the regal Janet Hubert. The entire debacle has made Hubert promise to never work on black shows again. The rundown. Moore wanted to try her hand in film, so she put together a pilot life twirls on real housewives of atlanta has started touching on this in recent episodes she enlists the veteran jenna hubert as well as d woods um fall, last fall Moore actually started filming the pilot according to hubert what she signed up for and what it actually was are two totally different things i believe her from my deductions of hubert's claims this was a plot to promote more storyline for real housewives of atlanta and the real kicker is Moore doesn't want to pay hubert Shaking my oh. head. Hubert explains on her Facebook page, Blacktress Janet Hubert. Um, so these are the screenshots. Um, Blacktress Janet Hubert says, many thanks for all the likes from Blacktors and Blacktresses everywhere. I didn't know she talked like this. Blacktress? I like it. Beware the new reality TV scam. Obtaining SAG contracts to promote their own storylines. It was used... I was used, beware reality TV personalities and all extras. They want to pay you $10 an hour as they tried to do with me. Lost time sheets, please share and beware. Blackjack Jenna Hewitt goes on. For all the actors that appeared on Kenya Moore's so-called palette, don't feel bad. She fooled us and used the wonderful Winsome Sinclair to cast this mess. My advice to you all next time, never sign the release that Bravo tried to get me to sign. Only sign what you are supposed to, and that is what is related to the union contract. These reality shows are not governed by unions. That is why they can get away with stuff they get away with. It is like a freak show. Do not be fooled by it. They will ask you to sign your life away. Don't do it. I was in Kenya's corner. I simply don't understand someone who can turn on you like this. Last time I worked with someone this evil was on Fresh Prince. No more black shows for me. Damn. Who was uh, evil on Fresh Prince? Prince. Janet Huber also goes on to say, uh, J, uh, the 21st of November, 2014, she said, Hello and happy th- coming of Thanksgiving. We all need to take a minute and give thanks and blessings for, for that. For that have come to us this year. I just got back from working with a woman that has been blasted in the media probably as much or more than i have miss kenya moore so i guess there was a 
she had her back at one point and that was she was quoting what she said mm-hmm. there's videos as well on youtube hi it's me janet in the flesh thank you so much for those of you who have liked my page black Tris, and i hope you like it i've had a great time creating these characters you've met shy shirley you've met reader reader and you've met uh hilda hart um I created these characters out of my imagination. The wonderful thing about the internet and about Facebook is that you can do things like this. And so many young women have asked me, Miss Hubert, how do I get started? What can I do? Well, you can do exactly the kind of things that I'm doing. And if you've got all of this art in your soul, you gotta let it out. You gotta let it set it free. You gotta let it fly. So Blackress is a parody. There'll be all kinds of things coming up on it. Hope you'll enjoy it. Um, I know that some of you have read somewhere that I'm doing a pilot with Kenya Moore. And I want to say this. I want to set the record straight right here on Blackress. I was going to be doing a pilot with Kenya Moore. I did a pilot with Kenya Moore. But some very strange things have uh, transpired since then. I graciously flew in to do this pilot with her and they tried to trick me into being on the Housewives of Atlanta. I graciously declined because I don't want to be on the Housewives of Atlanta. It's not a show that I like. It's not a show that I I think it's quite demeaning to black women. I think uh, it's dehumanizing. I think they they ridicule. It's like high school. It's like it's it's actually worse than high school um, when I've watched it. So I declined to do um, that show and I went ahead and did the pilot with Kenya Moore and we had a wonderful time and we laughed and we joked and she was amazing and she was professional. And then when I got back, um, she didn't want to pay me what I was supposed to be paid. And it is now three months later and uh, I still haven't been paid. And we're having a bit of a war with my union about it because she doesn't feel that the union is correct either. Kenya, I was going to blast you, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wish you well. I'm going to wish you the best that you can possibly be because... You had a really hard time, and I guess you just don't trust women at all. Um, I don't know if you've got any kind of female friends, but I gave you love on that set. I gave you kindness. I helped you cook. I helped you make sure that you never upstaged yourself. And if this is something that you so vehemently need to, to keep this little bit of money, then girlfriend, you know, you and my union will have to fight it out. I'm done. I wish you all the best, but I will not be doing a pilot with Kenya Moore, whether it gets picked up or not. Um, I've had a lot of people try to stab me in my back um, and front and side over the years, which is why I've created Blackress. And I hope you enjoy it. There'll be more to come. So stay tuned. This is Janet Hubert, Blackress. I have a question. So this was the original Fresh Prince Mama, right? Yeah, the black one. Okay. She okay. feel like Will stabbed her in the back. She ain't help her get that. He ain't help her get that money, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's I, yeah, interesting. I heard that, yeah, and like I said, I don't know how true or false. They said a lot of rumors from that camp 
you know, came out was saying she was very difficult to work with and mm-hmm. she demanded all this money. I was like, no, you got to go. She said she wasn't going to blast her, but I feel like she, she got did. blasted. Yes. Yeah. Then she sent another one out. My alter she go, she says. What? My alter she go, Sha Shirley, she resides in jolly old London town. Kenya, Kenya Moore, can you hear me, darling? This is me, that part of Janet you was imagination that's shy and lives in London in her head. Kenya, you are about to suffer the wrath of a black dress who comes with a certain set of skills. I don't know if she's crazy for real, this is just the best acting I've ever seen in my life. It's called parody. Run, Kenya, or pay Miss Hubert her money, or suffer the wrath of injunctions that her union are about to file on you, darling. Run, Kenya, run, or pay Miss Hubert her money. She did not have to appear on the Housewives of Atlanta. It was her right. It was her right. And it was very unkind of you to try and trick her when she walked on your set. Kenya. She made breakfast for you and your crew, Kenya. Oh, how could you be so unkind? All I have to say is this, Kenya. You better pay this woman. Run for your life, Kenya. Run for your life. There's nothing worse than an actress, a black actress. Who has those skills? And those skills, Kenya. Oh, Paladin, darling. Run, run, run. All I can say, Kenya, is mm. run for your life. <laughs> A black dress's revenge on her skills. Meet my version of Kenya more or less. Okay. Hi. My name is Kenya Moore. <laughs> Yes. It says former booty queen at the bottom. You know why? Look, get it. Yes. Some of you people don't like me. And I don't know why. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Yes, darling. I invented the phrase, gone with the wind. Fabulous. It doesn't matter that Gone with the Wind was a movie. <laughs> I coined it, added the word fabulous, and it's become like Wendy with her How You Doing. I'm scared. Me too. I'm getting crazy about it. Can you pay this woman? Came on my show that I wrote, uh, Life Twirls On, and she wouldn't be on my show, The Housewives. And she's doing all this in like her bathroom, like just a room in her house with a laptop camera. Atlanta. I didn't understand why. I mean, does it matter that she wasn't contracted to be on Housewives of Atlanta? I tried to trick her. Yes, honey, and it didn't work. And now she's upset. So I'm not going to pay her. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
putting together a hair care line for my black sisters out there. <laughs> because I know you all want hair like me. And for $49.95, a jar, you can have hair like me. Yes, darlings. Mm, that's a bad Kenya, though. As someone who has watched Real Housewives. That's not how Kenya talks at all. But uh, I'm scared. Kenya, you need to pay that money because yeah. I'm scared for you. Yeah, me too. I'm scared for you. And this might have been something that Will Smith and his crew saw years ago. And it was like, oh, man, you got to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We No, no, no. You got to go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's get into our segments. Uh, Jesus. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. I hope you still hung around. I'm scared. Yes, darling. Uh, that's what it sounds like to me. Bad woman, Kenya. <laughs> I am Kenya. You can tell because I am saying I'm Kenya. <laughs> like, that's not how she talks. Anyway. What do you pick? Ballerific relationships, inconsistent men, mm-hmm. shame on you by Miller Gree. Yep. Ballerific relationships, inconsistent men, shame on you by Miller Gree. Why is he so damn inconsistent? <laughs> One day he's all sweet nothings, and the next he is cold, barely speaking to you, stranger. Why? Because when a man feels that he can come in and out of your life like a revolving door, he will. He knows that you'll stop what you're doing to be with him, and that's your biggest mistake. Boundaries make relationships strong and worthwhile. If you don't set boundaries, wait, yeah, in the beginning of your relationship, you are bound to fail and find things that bother you. Passive aggressiveness can also arise if you try and pretend that he's doing what he's doing isn't bothering you. The best way to end passive aggressive behavior is to confront what is bothering you. She says bothering you a lot. You'll be able to search yourself. sounds like she's bothered. I know. You'll be able to assert yourself as a person and make sure that this person knows that what he's doing is bothering you. If you feel as though your man is the man you are seeing is inconsistent, you should probably slam the open door shut and see what happens. When he doesn't like a drop of a hat, when he doesn't feel like a drop of a hat, he will have you. What? 
when he doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like at a drop of a hat oh okay i missed the word my bad when he doesn't feel like at a drop of a hat he will have you you will come running for him he might see things differently there might be other factors that lead him to be inconsistent those include being frightened of commitment where he feels that he's getting too close and he has to pull away he could also be seeing someone else so it isn't really a conscious act of inconsistency but instead of he instead he is trying to balance two or more different women you are basically rewarding his bad behavior when you give him the attention he craves when he decides he wants it you are actually setting a precedent for the way he's going to treat you if you pull back on the attention he will start to notice that he can't treat you that way when you shower him with what he wants you give him exactly what it is that he wants from you and what keeps him going for example sex attention and adoration and he decides that it is time to pull away again because he's good for now he fills your mind with ideas that this is not the case it makes you feel as though maybe you just jumped to conclusions but the fact of the matter is that the inconsistency can be toxic for your well-being it can leave you confused and questioning whether or not this person is a selfish liar or if things that he says to you are genuine solution is very the solution is very simple as men tend to be simple creatures when the inconsistency becomes apparent and he disappears for weeks at a time you back off as well you can be nice but you keep your distance from him as well you don't need to put up with it trust and believe he will come back and you continue uh your act of being nonchalant try not to devolve straight into the relationship that you had previously as he as he's kind of lost the privilege if he's just appearing and disappearing just be his casual friend and that would probably be the best approach at solving his inconsistent behavior hey you might just want to vacate this relationship anyway high and cold isn't cool and you don't really deserve it no one does uh there were a few comments on this one uh v says well written and i agree bottom line we have to stop being so available life's journey went on to make five comments in a <laughs> row why is he so damn inconsistent one day he's all sweet nothings and the next he's cold is barely speaking the person that wrote the letter I said, is this the person that wrote the post? I don't know. One day he's all sweet nothings, and next he is cold, barely speaking to you, stranger. Why? Because when a man feels that he can come in and out of your life like a revolving door, he will. Uh, Life's Journey said, that is not always the case. There are a lot of women players in this world. You never know if she really appreciates you or if you're just another one of her many flunky minions for use at her discretion only yes women aren't the only ones with concerns you never know if you're just another guy or her little play on her little player team or pimp team oh this sound like a dude wrote yeah this. it sound like a bit ass nigga right point being it's not always because we think we can co- go come and go as we please it's not always the reason we don't know what you're doing when you're not around us or your intentions any more than women know what we're doing when we're not around you etc he also said uh let's see boundaries make relationships stronger worthwhile this is a quote from the article if you don't set boundaries in the beginning of your relationship you are bound to fail and find things that bother you he says yes i agree boundaries must be set in how we deal with people that goes without saying well then why'd you have to pull that aside and agree and put a comment right uh all these comments are within like 20 minutes of each other life's journey also says if uh, a quote from an article if you feel as though your man the man you are seeing is inconsistent you should probably slam that open door shut and see what happens when he doesn't feel like a at a drop of a hat he will have you 
you will come running to, for him he might see things differently he goes on to say like there's no true def- definition that there's no true definition what consistency in a relationship courtship is it's in the eye of the beholder so i'm not going to debate that but as far as the shut the door tactic to make him think twice maneuver that doesn't work on me why well because i've had times where a woman got mad at me for something that i didn't do or she took something the wrong way all in her feelings about nothing okay cool she can slam the open door all she wants i'm gonna move the hell on if i know i've done nothing wrong i'm not any i'm not about to let any woman put the play the cut him off game with me every time she judges me as doing something wrong life will go on for both of us with or without each other oh is he crying i I feel like he is writing this through tears right there's also a quote there might be other factors that lead to him being consistent those include being frightened of commitment where he feels he's getting too close and has to pull away i'm sure that's true in some cases i agree life's journey says uh he could be someone he could be seeing someone else so it isn't really a conscious act of inconsistency but instead he's trying to balance two or more different women he, he life's journey says also a factor i agree this person's crazy right i seen all them polls i was like yeah you insane you gonna do a kenya impression selena says communication key to all factors uh key to all relationships is not if not then i am gone i can't read your mind nor do i want to but i don't accept disrespect i'm an introvert so for me to try to talk about it takes a lot once i'm gone i don't return i have two ex-boyfriends now that has been trying to get back with me for years the answer is still no i'm a different person now so it will be like starting over it's never worth it man i feel like everybody's personal baggage came out on that one now no that one person's personal baggage. yeah that wasn't really like a great ball alert but anyway play a game called fuck with black people and i don't feel like singing we don't get right into it um look at some of these old ones and get them out of here uh here's one uh detectives arrested a registered sex offender saturday while he was in the middle of downloading some child porn on the free wi-fi at a starbucks in oregon Oh, so he was just just chilling with his laptop open with all the people that's about to write finish their books be all You're day. Putting that semen in those lattes, Karen. Mm-hmm. The child semen. Oh. <laughs> He's a sodomite, Karen. Apparently so. Detectives on Saturday arrested a registered sex offender while he was allegedly downloading child porn at a Hillsborough Starbucks. Uh, the lead detective in the case, Robert Dietz, 59 said a similar crime in 2009 uh there wait lead detective in the case arrested robert deets 
59 for a similar crime in 2009 oh they arrested him at starbucks on first and maine while he allegedly tried to download child porn using free wi-fi now how did they find this out does does, the starbucks report people on their wi-fi i get i guarantee you um uh even though people have open wi-fi each each uh computer that connects has its own like quote-unquote identification you Mm -hmm. know separate from each other and you know they followed they tracing it was like hey um somebody downloading wi-fi on this network who is it (laughs) and they found his ass crazy Mm -hmm. so he's been jailed on two counts of encouraging child sex abuse detectives began surveillance at starbucks at the starbucks location and identified deets as the suspect after receiving several leads in the case right i guarantee you something spiked at that starbucks and it was like we need to go check this starbucks out and they sat around and monitor he bought his ass in there and they caught him yeah carrie you forgot to ask everybody guess the race oh, i asked him in the chat room guess the race everybody um of mr what was his sorry. first name robert deets i'm thinking about the man sodomite in that latte i'm sorry y'all i know well that's one of the reasons problem with that semen <laughs> and he's sodomite <laughs> lattes uh greggy um the misogynist says white uh put his own cream in his coffee white oh lord white says gourmet goober so everybody's going white on this white as the frothy skeet he added to the lattes homie the bible uh saltine says chuck whiter than the milk and cream used to freshen up that java <laughs> the, the correct uh the correct ta- uh term is i mean the correct race is he was white mm-hmm. oh very white yeah, that's him. That's him uh, trying to get that child porn at Starbucks. Does he have on a sheriff shirt? Uh, I think that's uh, the over, like the graphic they put over <laughs> all the mug shots. <laughs> okay, that makes. Oh, so you know you're getting it off an official site. Yeah. Okay, I was confused. Uh, let's see. We can find another one for everybody. I might. Mustache. I'm sorry. That's definitely a child porn mustache. Yes, it is. Like, when you go to the store, they ask, do you want child porn with that? <laughs> it's like a side of child porn. A Montgomery man is being held on $1.25 million bond after being arrested for allegedly trafficking methamphetamine. Goddamn. Alfonso Battle, 41, was arrested January 9th around 2 p.m. Battle is said to have been carrying more than 28 grams of meth at the time of his arrest. Uh, I know that's a dumb question, but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's Heisenberg levels. Okay, I don't know nothing about... Say my name. I don't know nothing about no mess. Say it. Uh, Battle will remain in custody at the Montgomery County Detention Facility until bond can be secured. Guess the race. Karen, you falling off. I don't know what's going on with you. There we go. Okay, slow. Did it go? I see it now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, guess the race of Alfonso Battle. Um, let's see. Uh, Hispanic says, uh, Greg the misogynist. Black says Gourmet Goober. Let's see what else he got here. Uh, whiter than Hey Greggy's lawyer when he goes to court for domestic abuse says Future Supervillain. A clean shaven black gangster from Sons of Anarchy. 
<laughs> meth cracker with kool-aid stains on his face the correct answer is he was i don't think anybody got this black Or did one person get it? I think I think somebody did. Someone get said Kool Aid, right? So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, let's do another. They said one. that bill so high. God damn! There's no way you wouldn't put five. What you got to do? 10 fifteen percent. That's a lot of goddamn money yeah 1.25 million Woo! that wanted to be sure you ain't make that one uh here's a another one uh west harford connecticut shout out to leonard brothers <laughs> a 21 year old yeah. a 21 year old man arrested for trying to pick up a pick a fight with everyone inside a popular nightclub before smashing out the windows of a police cruiser uh he was arrested for that uh edward miller was flagged down by police outside the elbow room over the weekend miller was reportedly trying to fight everyone inside with his elbows apparently yeah <laughs> in the elbow room need a little elbow room yeah he took it literally um also <laughs> he was trying to fight everyone oh y'all oh he was like oh y'all don't get some of this he must have been drunk <laughs> when police arrived they said miller was laying on the side while trying to resist arrest <laughs> not resisting arrest trying to resist arrest once inside the cruiser, he kicked out the rear window. He was transported to another vehicle to be booked at the police quarters. He was charged with breach of peace and criminal mischief. Um, the cruiser is now on, is offline until the window can be replaced. Guess the race of Edward Miller. Let's see what the chat room believes this one is. Uh, my lawyer from the last round, White, says great the misogynist. No one ever succeeds at resisting arrest. White, he got that impossible white man syndrome. West Hartford, give me white. White as Gwyneth Paldrow. The correct answer is white. <laughs> yep, he was a white man. This motherfucker tried to fight everybody everybody and they beat the hell out of him for kicking out that window yeah man like yeah he gotta be white because that would have been police kills a black man for resisting arrest oh them eyebrows everybody inside the elbow room uh all right bonus round let's go ahead and get into this um let's see here ex-girlfriend secret teen lovers nearly bludgeoned man to death outside of a porta potty police say oh Mm-hmm. Why not? Oh, it's dangerous at the porta potties. Tonight, a man nearly beaten to death with a tire iron outside a Wheaton porta potty. And police say his girlfriend and the teenaged couple with whom she was sexually involved are responsible. 33-year-old Glenda Rodriguez and 18-year-old Luis Figueroa are now ch- facing charges of attempted first-degree murder. Montgomery County reporter Kevin Lewis is live in Wheaton with the motive. Kevin. Well, Scott, this is one of those stories that really makes you stop and think. You have a boyfriend who's upset, a girlfriend who police say sought, sought revenge, and it all involved a porta potty that, until this week, was in the grass right there. 
Miguel Ortiz's cousin was the victim of heartbreak and almost murder. Ortiz tells us it was here that his 32-year-old cousin discovered his girlfriend, Glenda Rodriguez, having sex with 18-year-old Luis Figueroa and a 16-year-old girl. Oh. Ortiz saying the room was right adjacent to him. He could hear everything and then saw her come out of the room. Ortiz's cousin was upset and badmouthed Rodriguez. Charging documents say Rodriguez was so offended she longed to make him pay. And so, days later, Rodriguez and her teenage partner... So you cheat on me, I catch you, and now I gotta pay because I went off with the mouth? Damn! She's 32, fucking 18-year-old! And a 16-year-old girl, too. Oh. ...spotted a porta potty near the corner of Pliers Mill Road and Douglas Avenue. Figueroa and the 16-year-old reportedly grabbed a tire iron and hid inside. It's alleged Rodriguez then picked up her boyfriend and parked next to the porta potty where they had sex in her car. Minutes later, police say... So he still had sex with a letter? Your dick is not your friend. You caught her cheating. You cussed her the fuck out. Then she picks you up. You have sex with her. Get outside and the dude is waiting on you at the porta potty. Figueroa popped out of the john tire iron in hand, brutally beating Ortiz's cousin. Ortiz tells us they only hit him in the head, nowhere on the body, because they wanted to kill him. If found guilty, a judge could sentence Rodriguez and Figueroa to life in prison. That's good news, Ortiz says. All we want is justice, because there was no reason for them to do what they did to him. Now, Ortiz also tells us his cousin had four deep cuts, three to his head. He had to require a lot of staples, a very costly hospital visit, but the 32-year-old is expected to be okay. Well, I've been waiting tonight. I'm Kevin Lewis, ABC 7 News. Okay, so it don't, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. Okay, explain, okay. 32-year-old and a 33-year-old are dating. 32-year-old man, 33-year-old woman. Okay, okay. She's cheating on him with an 18-year-old man and a 16-year-old girl. Oh, both of them. Yeah, he caught them fucking. All three. And he cussed her out, and she got so offended by the cussing out and name-calling and disrespect, even though she was the one cheating, that she set up a snap-type murder plot where she was going to seduce him have sex with him in a car let him out of the designated spot the 18 year old boy will be hiding in a porta potty by the spot hop out beat the man to death with a tire iron the problem is they didn't kill him and uh they got caught and the girl didn't have nothing to do with the girl was like i'm out i guess i don't know she She, underage uh, okay any of these charges is a statutory rape mm -hmm. i'm I'm assuming this is in there somewhere we missed it I don't know. Okay. She's facing a list of felony charges. First degree murder, first degree assault. Um, you get mad at him for like, bitch, leave these kids alone. Yeah, so. Yeah, I can't believe he fucked her again. That just tells you how men are. Uh, so, uh, let's get the uh, chat room uh, guesses. Extras from Machete Kills in Space. Yes, I know the guacamole is extra Spanish. This is that kind of light skin Hispanic fuckery. This is a mess, just like seven layer dip Latino. Oh, Lord. Beating him to the tune of La, Caracha, La Cucaracha Latino. Um, they they were genetically disposed to be able to clean up the mess afterwards. Latino. Uh, clean the jail out. Clean the jail as is their nature. 
she was cheating he she was cheating from the window to the wall ski skeeting anyway pick up drive pick up driving no insurance having sheets wet from the water on her back latino oh lord as latino as speedy gonzalez i'm gonna say white black back wetter than what Cytheria, Cythera porn scene uh beaner brigade and michelle changed her mind to latino so everyone got latino and the correct answer is latino mm-hmm That's some straight up snap shit, man. That's exactly what I'll be talking about when I'll be talking about snap and how women like are forced to be more diabolical than dudes. You have to be. I mean, that motherfucker fucked some kid and was like, kill him for me. And the snap pussy was so good, he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that crazy, man. Because they want to do it like he just randomly got beat to death. But like you said, they didn't kill him. So, of course, he could identify them yeah it was obvious jesus christ man people are fucking crazy just leave just leave people just leave right you ain't got to do me like this just just fucking leave me right all right i'm sorry i didn't mean to call you a bitch but i don't i don't need to die for it i sure don't (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i mean i don't know i and maybe just the way i function i'm like you know what i'm good all right, man. Let's wrap this up with, uh, of course, some sword ratchetness. <laughs> Love that sound effect. Takes so long, so bad. He was about to be sentenced yesterday when he asked the judge for yet another adjournment. But when District Judge Matthew Joseph turned down the request, Abdul Rahman Abraham, Abraham, Ibrahim? Oh, Abdul Rahman Ibrahim, 64, decided to take matters into his own hands. 64? 64, Karen. When his case resumed in the afternoon, the jobless man was nowhere to be seen. A warrant of arrest was then issued for Abdul Rahman, he who pleaded guilty on September 9th to one count each of trans, uh, trespassing and voluntary case causing hurt, voluntarily causing hurt. A third charge of being in possession of a weapon will be taken into consideration during sentences. So they will take the sword charge into consideration. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we'll think about it. He was released from prison in 2011 after serving nine years of preventive detention for drug-related offenses. Preventive detention is reserved for recalcitrant offenders. Those are people that keep doing the same shit over and over. Uh, who must serve the sentence with no reduction for good behavior. Abdul Rockman's long spell, long spell behind bars did not stop him from committing more crimes. On June 6th, around 4 p.m., he barged to a neighbor's flat armed with a chopper and a short samurai sword with a 32 centimeter blade. The neighbor, Mr. Yun Yu Lee, 41, was lying on a mattress in his living room when Abdul Rockman suddenly appeared and slashed his left forearm with a sword. He, went, uh, he then slashed Mr. Yoon on the back when the latter tried to turn away. Abdul Rockman stopped the attack and left the flat when Mr. Young's younger brother rushed out of his room. The court heard that Abdul Rockman used to be 
on good terms with mr young and had borrowed money from their relationship sour when he could not pay repay a loan of fifty dollars that's how much they are willing to kill you for if they have a sword people so it's not a lot of money fifty dollars you could die for fifty dollars if a person owns a sword yes you can all right guys we'll be back saturday for a feedback show thank you so much for listening check out the best erotic karen on itunes leave five star reviews uh don't forget to check out my man in the bleachers on the uh bleacherreport.com um and of course they have an app for your your favorite team you can have it on your xbox and all that stuff i use it uh it's dope so you know i think you should use it too um and uh until saturday i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.